0: This episode of Laser Time is brought to you by Quip, the elegant oral care solution. And you can go to tryquip.com slash laser to get $10 off refills. And I'm old uh, coming to you live, our first live show from the coronavirus. Welcome to Laser Time, the unit's ninth leading pop culture show. Uh, doing a little better now that everyone has a lot more free time. And this is based on something I don't remember when I or someone else thought of it, but we talked about it a little in 302010. So I have my two 302010 uh, co hosts with me. Hi, Diana. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, and who And joining us for a rare all-star non-Oscar time version of this. Ooh, Michael Raparez
1: <laughs> of Vigigame Apocalypse every Friday on the Laser Time
0: Network. Bam! We got them all, baby. <laughs> I, I, I hope everybody's holding up okay, and like I said on that show. Not like, at
2: all. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I said I, I'm I hope. I'm just happy to talk to someone that's not Michael. I'm yeah. kind of pissed he's here. I've already listened to him every day. Know, hey, like, did you
3: see? Yes. Yes, I saw it. I, I, I was s- sitting next to you. I'm the worst. <laughs> I was
0: telling I was not that you're the worst I was just telling Sam like my I, there's three people in my house and we sit here all day with the news on and scroll through our phones and like did you hear yeah it's bad did you hear yeah I heard it. it's bad like that that's what our conversations have been like so seeing talking to other people about something else specifically as it just as an exercise is fun and talking to both uh, Michael Diana and Sarah if you're stuck at home like uh, most of I don't know if most of the world, if that's an accurate statistic.
1: I think it's not most of the world, but it is like 2.6 billion people. Yeah. It's, right
0: now. Yeah. It's a significant chunk of the world is stuck at home. Grab a backlog, go through it. It is, we're having the least internet connectivity problems ever. Thank yeah. you, Comcast, for not fucking with our internet. Also, mm-hmm. fuck you for being able to do this all the time and, and <laughs> claiming this would have broken your network.
3: That's uh. true for a lot of things in our society. I, that I think we're going to be saying, oh, fuck you. We could have been doing this the whole time. Cool. Yeah. No, fuck
1: you. Money isn't real. You could have <laughs> funded this program at any
3: time.
0: Fuck you. Yeah, for real. You stayed rich. See, it didn't matter. Vote for Bernie Sanders. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, before we get into our actual topic, I did want to ask you guys, mm-hmm. are you guys watching anything or like... Consuming any media that you normally would not have (laughs) if you weren't Um,
0: confined to your home? Because of – this is something that we started a little earlier on. I did not know the white trash glory that is shameless. Mm. Uh, The one-hour Showtime dramedy, it is at times an absurd abomination – but there are ten seasons of twenty episodes that are one hour long. There's a lot of it, and wow. it's on Netflix, so it'll go right into the next one. Like, oh, I can't believe he fucked his wife's daughter like that. And interesting. Like, let's see how this straightens out in a comedic way. And sure enough, it does. Woody Allender? there? Yeah, yeah, yes. That that totally happens, like in the second season. And, and it, it's anyway. I, it's not a show I'd even recommend to anybody, but it's so yeah. fucking schlocky and soap opera and trashy with extended sex scenes in a way that I don't feel like shows do anymore. <laughs> Lots of butts pounding between legs from multiple angles.
3: And Are you talking about Bill H Macy's because Yes.
0: Yes, he that guy has had more sex in the first 3 seasons of shameless than any of us talking have. He's had more mm. partners. <laughs> than wow. Any of us talking. It's crazy.
1: I mean, honestly like the time that I gain by not commuting is now filled with preparing meals, so my media habits have not changed at all.
0: Mm. that is true i was telling someone um the thing i resented most in the bay area i got a really cool job at a company of like forever but my commute is two and a half hours every day that i am not compensated for it jesus any way. christ yours is sizable as well but like that's a that's a bay area thing people seem to yeah. be used to that
3: i've just been doing a lot of dishes mainly which i yeah. really resent <laughs> and and, and, and do i do sh- dishes
2: all the time
3: yeah. Constantly. Like every day now why? I,
0: okay, so that's not just me. Somehow, I, I said that on oh. Bonus Time with Sammy, our coronavirus spectacular, where we also go through all the ways this is affecting our media and uh-huh. entertainment, which is going to make things weird for not only right now, but for the next year. Remember how the writer mm. strikes made a bad Transformers and a bad yes. Wolverine movie and we were yep. really mad about yep. it? This is going to be way worse.
3: Way worse. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've talked about this before, but uh, all my trashy reality television, that is going to have... Some real repercussions. I don't know cool. if I said it
0: on that show, but the news was that Grey's Anatomy just said, fuck our season finale. We quit now. Yeah, They were renewed for another season, so they didn't just end the show, but like they might have just like, screw it. No season finale. The cliffhanger, nothing. Like We're just ending mm-hmm. in the last episode we shot.
3: But Straight. you guys, Richard might have dementia. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: here, here's, here's a question. Do you
1: guys think that in a few years, we're going to be seeing like a bunch of weird movies and TV shows set during this time? Or is this going to be something that we all like collectively try to forget? Uh, I think Sammy, Sammy
0: made a joke online about, um, this creating a new baby boom and it'll be emphasized in movies by people fucking in front of giant stacks of toilet paper. (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and you'll know exactly what period they came from. Well, uh, um, oh, we too
3: close to home. The so I babies. wish you wouldn't yes. talk about the, our personal life like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Oh, it's oh, it's one of the, it's just,
1: one of, just fucking on a bed covered in toilet paper. It's
0: right? the <laughs> he's one of the Joe Exotic generation
3: um, <laughs> Yeah, that we started that. I also I remember earlier in this year, which by the way was only like 3 months ago. <laughs> Mm -hmm. (laughs) when this year started, um, I talked about our pop culture resolutions. And one of them was for us to go through all the documentaries from Documentary Now and then watch the episode that corresponds. Mm -hmm. And so we're Mm -hmm. like, okay, now we can really do that. So today we watched the first two hours of the history of the Eagles, the Eagles documentary. (laughs) 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 And that shit is amazing i am not a music documentary person i do love the eagles though and i just it's very enjoyable and then we just watched the uh documentary now corresponding episode and it's fantastic too so that's a recommend for me if
0: i didn't say that on like today the day of this recording seems to be the day that like is breaking a lot of people at least in my life and Mm -hmm. i found great delight it's something i do pretty regularly but my girlfriend does not she just was like babbling and crazy and crying and then i just went in the car to put her in the car and just put on muppet songs which we haven't done before and i didn't even know can but like try and get mad during rainbow connection i cried a little bit <laughs> and, and then we just kept on muppet songs and we've been like the last hour and a half we've been watching ancient looney tunes and old muppet songs if you could see the amount of horror <coughs> tattoo she has in her body. It's like, it's it's weird for her to be doing this willingly.
3: <laughs> and, True, I can see that, yeah. But it,
0: it, yeah, and like uh, like the premise of the episode was to find your favorite piece of entertainment from before you were born. And yeah, we I don't know, I looked at Netflix, I watched the Tiger King documentary and I don't feel that enticed by anything else And that just came out. I'm either all caught up or I feel more like this is a better time to go into my backlog. And we encourage mm-hmm. everyone to do that. We all have a backlog of things like I'll watch that when I can just get around to it and like, well, God just said put up or shut up. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's now is the time. Uh, everyone has a little too much time. Everyone I think feels a little like I have over the last 5 years working alone mm. in a um. house where the time bends together. It does make you a little nutty. Um, I mm-hmm. recommend drinking at night. That, that way you know it's a different time. It's <laughs> a good point. <laughs> Not
2: during the day. a good point.
0: Day. So we wanted to ask, I asked everyone here to pick three of their favorite films made mm-hmm. before they were born.
2: You monster!
0: And for Diana, <laughs> you monster! <laughs> I I didn't want it to be super difficult. And Diana, here's the thing:
2: <laughs> you made me choose between eight thousand of my children. <laughs> I re- I record
0: with you at least two hours a week. Like you, you are free to amend this at any time and mm-hmm. say no, 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 no. This one, this one, this one. And I want to hear what other people's are, and maybe you can throw some more in there because I, I have fewer than I expected. Oh, and I said for everyone, you get one Disney
3: mm-hmm. and. Okay.
0: You get one That's Disney. That's
3: really just for you. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, can I give up my Disney for a fourth choice? You yes. are you are also
0: throwing in Muppets and Star Wars into that. Yes,
3: yeah, still and don't need that. Thank you,
0: <laughs> I'm talking mostly for Michael and myself. <laughs> but uh, But yeah, you get one Disney because Disney is the only company that has made a point of throwing shit from its past back into your face where – A lot of companies haven't really bothered at all. Warner Brothers at least has been good with its cartoons, but I was just having a conversation where are like, what are those two crows? I'm like, Heckle and Jekyll. Oh, that company's had no interest in showing you anybody those things or remastering those characters or bringing in the spotlight again. So you are all nerds here. We're listening to a podcast about movies, TV, video games, and media minutia. The question is, what is your favorite movie from before you're born? I will start because mine are the least interesting. And, and and it was something I watched recently, I showed everybody and ha, and delight to no end talking with Michael about is uh, 1979's The Warriors. We're going back. The Warriors are 27
4: miles from safety. It's the only choice we got. They're in a war zone called New York City. Every gang wants to get them. Every cop wants to bust them. They have one way out. They have one chance. They
0: have one night. The Warriors, rated R. By one year. Oh, shit, yeah. By one year. And it doesn't qualify for you, Michael. You couldn't have nope. chosen it. That's why I th- he was like, I think I know what it is. I'm like, I think you do. <gasps> but you can't have it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Mine, mine is something different, which I'll talk about later.
0: Yes, The Warriors, uh, Walter Hill's 1979, The Warriors, which is ahead of its time in a billion different ways. One, it's mm. it's the perfect video game it has different enemies and mid-level bosses and you know you're beating up people who are dressed differently not in a fucking racist way i mean these people are dressed up like baseball players or Mm. wearing top hats and roller skates uh it's ahead of its time in another way because it's it's a pulpy version of the future we never got to but that people were sort Mm. of afraid was going to happen no one's going to give a fuck about looking pretty anymore they want to look tough and crazy, and like it's a really interesting version of the future that never ever came to be.
3: No, we have a version of the future now where nobody cares about looking pretty; they just want to look comfy and cozy. Is this is
0: true. Yeah, or be comfy and cozy. But the In warrior their giant mansions. <laughs> the, the Warriors is a movie that very much where people do care about what they look like, as long as you're not a member of the orphans. Uh,
2: and if you think they d- don't, I'll dress like Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, also, it's interesting The Warriors is based on a a book that was like a a fairly realistic take on uh, gang life and gang violence. And then like the movie kind of turned it into this larger than life Hollywood version where it's like it's a cartoon now, but it's an awesome cartoon. It is. And and
0: it was it got it didn't get great reviews when it came out. It also was subject to like probably mostly rumor based controversy of like gang members showed up in hordes and started destroying theaters. I think that happened once in New York. But it, mm-hmm. there, it was a draw to, like, early gang members because it envisioned them as, like, yes, you can inherit the city. There's only one cop per thousand of us suckers. can you dig it. <laughs> <laughs> It's great. And so it, this the story goes at this giant gang meeting where this uh, Cyrus, this charismatic man who digs everything, mm-hmm. gets everyone together and tells, like, hey, if all of us team up, we can team up against the cops and own this fucking city. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, somebody shoots Cyrus, and crazy, not Sean Penn from Twin Peaks says, It was the Warriors who did it. So the Warriors have to get back home to Coney Island in New York via subway or any other means through every gang territory who now thinks they killed the biggest, most charismatic boss in the universe. I've seen numerous, yeah, I'm guessing. It's
3: a video game now. Yes.
0: In every territory they go through, they encounter someone new. And all the while, Carmen Sandiego's uh, (laughs) narrator (laughs) is acting as a DJ giving the gangs updates on where they're going. Uh, over the radio, while in between songs. These most beautiful 70s songs and cover bands and synth scores. I love the soundtrack. I had the four-disc vinyl set. Uh, I love everything about the Warriors, even the Joe Walsh ending song that appeared in a recent Rick and Morty. (laughs) (laughs) By recent Rick and Morty, I I say uh, like relatively three or four years ago.
3: (laughs) I have not seen all of the Warriors, but this is the one with the sexual saxophone playing, right?
0: No, that's that's the Lost Boys.
3: The Lost Boys. I mixed those up. I'm oh, so sorry.
2: No. Never to yeah.
1: sexual saxophone while uh James Remar is uh groping a woman on a park.
0: Oh, they, and it's one of my favorite movies. Um I've grown, you know, a little uh older and more sensitive, like even trying to find my favorite Disney movie, there's it, it is hard for me to watch certain things in certain scenes. Uh, things get difficult depending on sensitivities to certain depictions, and The Warriors is riddled with all of it. And so that, <laughs> it is my favorite with like a lot of inappropriate shit. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah,
2: but James Remar, like, he, he pays the penalty for, for being a dick to Mercedes. That is true. Rule. She know. gives oral consent, and he's still trying to assault her. No, yes. so <laughs> she's got to bust his ass because she's Academy Award nominee of Mercedes rule.
0: Yeah. Oh. Right, We're right.
2: Rules, We're yes. rules.
0: <laughs> just like the Cider House, yeah. Uh.
1: And yeah. also based like, on a, an ancient Greek uh, story, right. Anabasis. Some,
2: yeah, there's some like ancient play that yeah. it's sort of the same idea. It's about
1: like a, a team of uh, or a group of Greek mercenaries who get stuck in the middle of Persia when Cyrus, the the Holy Persian shit. King Cyrus, is assassinated, and then they have to fight their way back to Greece. And and yeah, they're so I, the, it's
2: highbrow entertainment. The, yeah. the, yeah. the best
0: alternative <laughs> alternative version, the uh, film negative version I saw to that was, um was it Larry Clark's "Was Up Rockers," about a bunch mm-hmm. of uh, Latino skateboarders in L.A. who find a great spot in Beverly Hills, and they go and skate that spot, and then something happens, and they have to get home, but instead of multicolored gang members, it's like security guards and horny housewives. And, and and like every every aspect of Beverly Hills presents these like inner city Latino kids with new problems, and it's it's mm. almost the exact same but the polar opposite. But uh, war, and, and as Michael and I have talked about many times, it has one of the best video game adaptations <clears throat> of all time. It oh, absolutely. Lends itself, it's such a video gamey movie. It lends itself to a great video game with different levels, different gang members. They use a drug called Flash as a power up. And for some reason, <laughs> all the music is. Like, it's like
1: amyl nitrate, where you have to like snap these glass vials and mm-hmm. inhale it. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Oh,
2: yeah. my gosh. Yes, there is something special about 70s and 80s grimy New York. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. 70s and 80s grimy New York. Expanded out into the future, like Escape right. from New York, mm-hmm. would make a real good double feature with The
3: Warriors. Oh, yeah. and that's like not- an alternate universe where Giuliani didn't exist. <laughs>
0: exactly. Well, no that, I think that's world. an interesting thing world. about The Warriors is, is that it's almost shot entirely in New York, but never in popular spots of Midtown or Times Square. It's, it's throughout most yeah. boroughs and parks and subway hmm. stations. So the, it's yeah. quintessentially New York, but like no famous locations. So it's Hmm. it's all dark, grimy, and shiny, as if it just rained or a subway car, elevated subway car, pissed on everything. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love it. I thoroughly recommend Mm -hmm. it. I discovered it when I was like in my teens, and I'd never heard of it, and it blew my fucking mind. And it is, it should be really cheesy. A bunch of a multicultural gang of. To that end, it it is a very multicultural gang. About all male but every different ethnicities they clearly have a, a mm-hmm. member of the LGBT community and assign him a s- spray paint tags and yep. they're all dressed like except Native Americans which they are all dressed like including yes down to headdresses <laughs> and, and whatnot there's uh, there's uh, plenty to apologize for the Warriors but to me it's it's some of the most pulpy the tightest pulpy bit of fun you can have with a movie I mm-hmm. love it mm-hmm. and I want to go out with a little more yeah. Warriors music and ask all of you your favorite we get back from this short break Hey, let me see those teeth of yours. Come on, man, your teeth are important. You don't have to show me your teeth for real. In fact, please don't. Instead, let me just tell you that this episode is brought to you by Quip, and you listeners can go to tryquip.com slash lasertime and save 10 bucks on refills for these simple, elegant electric toothbrushes with these awesome replacement brush heads that get delivered to you every three months. Lots of marketing dollars are spent to sell you gimmicks, but the team behind Quip have sought out guidance and advice from oral care professionals so their brushes, from handle design to the vibrations of the brush heads, focus on health over hype. And Quip's got style. They offer metal or plastic handles, easy to use wall-mounted holsters, a travel case, and more. Plus, you can rest easy knowing that your worn out bristles will be replaced on time every three months and never have to think about it. Electric brush sets start at 25 bucks with refill plants beginning at five bucks. But once again, you can save $10 right now by going to tryquip.com slash and giving Quip a shot for yourself. Once again, that's tryquip.com slash Thank you, Quip. Hello, fellow nerf herders. Did you not like Last Jedi, Rise of the Skywalker, or would you just prefer a majority of Star Wars fans take a slow walk into a volcano? What I'm saying is, are you sick of Star Wars? Well, I thought I was, but my co-host Jeremy and Adam beg to differ, except when they don't. Get ready for a whole lot of love, a whole lot of hate, and a whole lot of geeky therapy in our new series, Sick of Star Wars with a big, giant question mark, exclusively available at patreon.com slash lasertime. Here's a little taste.
5: My monkey.
0: Footage. Does anybody remember the show Total Request Live, oh, other, yeah. otherwise known as TRL? Oh, Heck yeah. yes. TRL was a show on MTV that would count down the best music videos as voted on by the public.
1: mean Marilyn Manson and Eminem? Yes, Eminem.
0: (laughs) Yes, we got LFO talking about Summer Girls. Macaulay Culkin was home alone. That is the worst fucking rap I've ever... Anyway, uh, TRL, like a bunch of people outside screaming for their favorite music videos and being allowed to vote on them from home uh, via the internet and via mostly telephone at this point. And on the 3rd of March in 1999, about three months before Star Wars comes out, MTV premieres the music video for John Williams' duel of the fates (laughs) and for 11 days this appears in the top 10 imagine you're in a world like i can't see any more star wars footage than what's in the trailer you're saying you have more for me in addition to a choir and an 80 year old man conducting an orchestra but i'm gonna call mtv and ask you to play that all the time (laughs) this is dave holmes in times square introducing the duel of the fates music video for clearly not the first time <laughs> uh, yeah. but this a, a pers- in Times square like in person yeah we love star wars so
3: much we came all the way from michigan to new york city with a group of college students and instead of going to the bar last night we went to toys r us to get some star wars toys
1: are you kidding me oh, yes. you are such a geek stacy
3: yeah i am a geek
1: that's yes. awesome i'm so proud of you because i'm a geek too i going not have to stock up on those so you're ready to check a third look at the uh, the Star Wars video.
0: Are you ready?
6: Oh, yeah.
1: Are
0: you guys ready? Yeah. Very well. Let's take another look. At the London Symphony Orchestra, conducted by John Williams. This is Duel of the Face. It is the only orchestral song of any kind to appear on MTV's TRL. But, like, again, with the people with no internet, like, dude, show the Star Wars footage again. Again, yeah. like, like, look at his face. I know. <laughs> I was going to say, well, I, his eyes say that's not a request, it's a demand. Uh, My country oh that's sick of Star Wars available exclusively at patreon.com lasertime along with weekly bonus shows over 100 movie commentaries exclusive bonus podcasts and more for just five bucks and that's in addition to the brand new show Sick of Star Wars an angst written podcast saga told in nine parts listen long and prosper
6: this is so wizarding!
0: All right, coming in with Joe Walsh's In the City, one of the greatest ending songs of all time. Uh, Sarah, it's up to you to tell people what all your right. favorite movie made from before you were born was.
3: Okay, well, I'm going to start in probably the oldest movie then that is my on my list, which is The Omen. The Omen,
0: Ooh. really?
5: For generations, the Thorns have been a family of tremendous wealth, position, and power. Robert and Kathy had a perfect marriage and a beautiful child. Then something terrible happened, and then it happened again, and they knew it was an omen. Gregory Peck, B. Remick, The Omen, rated R.
3: Yes, The Omen is, and let me just say this, I actually picked four movies, and maybe I'll just do my fourth as an honorable mention, but three out of my four movies are horror movies, which... I shocked myself with You that. haven't watched a new horror
0: movie since you watched like three seconds of it while walking in to fill your drink uh, <laughs> in my, at my house.
3: That is true. But yes, I love The Omen so much. Um, my mom, it's one of her favorites. So she introduced it to me huh. when probably when I was a little bit too young to really love it yet. Do but think- it just kind of <laughs> stuck with me for so long to the point where... I want to say for my 8th grade or ninth grade birthday for my sleepover, I had all my gal pals over. And I was like, okay, we're going to watch a movie. It's The Omen. <laughs> and then the babysitter said,
2: Sarah, it's all for you. I, I can't
6: but help
0: but horrible. feel you Hey, hey, little girl who I just became a mother of, why don't you look at this fucking kid ruin this family's life?
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what my mom was trying to say there. Anyways, um, but, it's so beautiful. Like the scenes are so perfect. It's so moody. I mean, I grew up Catholic, so I love all the religious imagery and and the scene of them going through the animal park and all the animals going crazy <laughs> is just, I think, one of the best scenes, horror scenes ever. And, uh, okay. and so just evocative of the scariness of having a double child in a, in a way that you wouldn't think of like, Oh yes, of course this ant this child is like against nature. All these animals would go crazy. They have that sixth sense. It's just such a great scene. And then of course the nanny jumping off the building is so, it's just (sighs) wonderful.
6: Mm. And also
3: too, as someone who has always known that I uh, would never have a child of my own, the, um, that I that I birthed myself. I get. I don't know the best way to put that, but um, <laughs> the idea of having a child that may not be yours, and may not even be of this world, and may unleash havoc on the earth is so terrifying. What do you do with that? You're
0: gonna love a little and- movie called The Phantom Menace. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's really great. Sick well- of Star Wars. patreoncom to let it live.
3: And so we were an Omen family growing up. We, I, I didn't see Gr- Rosemary's Baby until I was an adult, and I love The Omen because it it touches on a lot of those same themes without the ickiness uh, that is attached to Rosemary's Baby.
0: Was your was your mom a big horror fan?
3: No, she just. Well, it, it, loves I didn't. The I Omen. didn't even
0: explain the premise because we talked about it on another show, but just like as I'm shut in, you know, you, you get I, and as I. Want to manage my money a little better? I'm really starting to examine my streaming services. And I have, I don't have cable, but I have Sling. But even looking at that, like they don't play old movies like they used to. And the mm-hmm. Sci Fi channel mm-hmm. plays almost exclusively Harry Potter movies. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and a few years ago, the History Channel was playing Planet of the Apes. And like, that is an alternate. History movie, which you should have an alternate history channel. That would be amazing. That would be awesome. That would be amazing, and that fucking aliens guy with the weird hair would fit in perfectly. And <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like um, and in, in when you turn on Netflix, Netflix kind of prioritizes its new content over its legacy content. I would think up to a point where we'll see Netflix like licensing a lot fewer movies, especially as these movie companies carve off their shit into streaming services. If okay. you can think of, like my mom would probably say Wizard of Oz, whereas oh, Wizard yeah? of Oz is going to go exclusively to that HBO Max service, so if you're not subscribed to it, you could never discover that as a little kid. How mm-hmm. would you discover mm-hmm. Wizard of Oz? It's not going to air on free television or show in theaters anymore. It's not that I think the way I grew up is the best. Once again, it's just like, how do people discover classic movies other than being nerds? and listening yeah. to podcasts like ours.
3: Or <laughs> having parents and older siblings right. and older people in their lives who sit them down and say, you have to watch this. And The Omen is a weird movie to show a little kid because it's not <laughs> super action-y and it's not... There's just a lot of sitting and watching moodiness happen. And... Um, but I don't know. It just really hit me in a spot that I love. And I do I want just, to
0: say that like an important part of this was... And I didn't say it for the Warriors because it, it's something I forgot about. And it's like... Um, it, it, like how you saw the movie how you were introduced to the movie because I, I think i later saw warriors on like tbs in like the late 90s but uh it, my friend had it on a tape he was going through a box of tapes that i think were given to him from a deceased brother and father his oh. older brother and, and, ah. and he's going through them in like this and, and it was all stuff recorded off hbo in the early 80s and and it was like the warriors like you've never seen the warriors like no, I've never seen the Warriors, and he was a black dude. He's like, "This is a fucking classic," and that you haven't seen it is ridiculous. And he popped it on, and the fact that you know I, it was the '80s and you could rent movies, yeah, but like this is a movie about kids that was completely uncensored. Like, sort of blew my mind, and I couldn't stop watching it, and it, it became a very, very fast favorite. But yes, yeah, Sarah the Omen. Sorry, I didn't. Yeah, mean, i, I didn't mean to
2: I'm, I'm um, always interested in people that you know you you. Pick, yeah, but you're picking a movie that's you know from the 70s mm-hmm. but stars a classic film star like gregory peck Right. Gregory peck, yeah. and so Thank like you, he Diana. has he has gravitas but you don't know that yet so you mm-hmm. haven't seen like oh my god atticus finch is losing <laughs> his fucking mind yeah that's true that's a good yeah. point
3: yeah like, that- i, I right, feel like no yeah
2: go watch a bunch of other gregory peck movies and then watch that you'd be like Jesus Christ, it's even worse now somehow. It's, it's the guy true. from Space
0: Travelers.
3: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, The Omen is from 76, and I can only imagine. My mom showed it to me. We probably rented it from Blockbuster, but if not, it was from our local library. We probably got the VHS tape from our local library. That's
0: fucking. Well, and I think there was a time when The Omen played on television. And The Omen was so fucking important. I remember doing a lot of research on the Superman movie. And that's what got Richard Donner the Superman movie. Is this, really? is the omen. Like we wouldn't have a Superman movie if not for Richard Donner and he got it off the strength of the like a rugged a rug-tug director uh, Richard Donner mm-hmm. going into mm-hmm. to direct the first big budget superhero movie. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's for real. Uh, it's I, a really uh,
3: just almost a perfect movie to me i just absolutely love it so much i do not recommend the sequel that came out in 2006 <laughs>
0: the all oh, the one that came yeah. out on FYI. on june six, six
3: oh six yes Ooh. june six oh six in the theater with my father in alaska um because we were tired of doing nature things and i love the omen so he i was like please don't make me go on another hike so <laughs> wait what, was omen. it a
0: sequel was it a sequel or a remake
3: oh i'm you know what? I don't remember, actually. It's, it has, it has a three remake, sequels. Because it does okay. have a couple
2: sequels, including one where Sam Neill plays Damien all grown up, and I think he's the president now. Right. <laughs> nope,
3: you're right about <laughs> yes that. I, I know that exists. Yeah. It, it's, yeah.
0: it's also one of the few DVDs I bought at a mad disc... I bought a box set of all of them at Best Buy for, like, less than $10 a couple of years ago, and it's the only DVD set that was ever given to me in a cardboard case. So in the move, it's just, like... It is a flattened plate of shit, but I don't know if any of the discs survived.
3: Oh, yeah. I feel so bad for all kids named Damien after that movie. That mm-hmm. was a real rough break.
0: Is that sure. is that where that comes from as being a satanic name? Damien? Hmm.
3: Probably. I just assume. Yeah. Mike,
0: Michael seemed to know the Greek connection to the Warriors. So maybe.
1: I mean, th- that I don't know, but probably, yes.
0: <sighs> so, my, Michael, favorite movie from before you were born, number one.
5: It is as if God created the devil and gave him Jaws.
3: Oh, yeah, that's so easy. That's a, yeah. That was actually my honorable mention because I had a feeling someone else would pick that yeah, one. Too.
1: it It is a, a, an accidental masterclass in horror filmmaking. because, mm-hmm. And it's all because the damn shark wouldn't work.
3: Fuck you, Bruce. Yeah, fuck that's you, Bruce. your problem, Bruce. Bruce <laughs> it was Bruce's plan all along, okay? It was the master plan.
1: But but like uh, th- th- I think this movie has a very it strikes a very personal chord for me because like because I, a I, shark
2: once ate you. Yes, a shark once <laughs> ate me once
1: when I was a child. No, I, I saw it for the first time when I was pretty young, like probably around 10 or so. And I just really vividly remembered that scene where the, the shark eats uh, Quint. Mm. and like the blood spurting out of his mouth and that kind of traumatized me but for me a lot of the time phobias are also philias where it's like i'm really put off by this and terrified by it but i'm also fascinated by it Mm. Mm -hmm. so like i i watched it several more times as a kid i watched all the sequels (laughs) all the sequels to the point where (laughs) like they all ran together in my mind and then i didn't watch it again for years and years until like I think I was in my 30s and they were running like a marathon of it on TBS, just Jaws over and over again. Mm-hmm. And like watching it, and it's like, oh, there's all these scenes that I remember that are missing in here. But this is a very tightly constructed short movie where like it it has all these very clear beats it's like okay now the the shark is unknown now the shark is terrorizing the town now that it's before and after the fourth of july where the mayor doesn't want to spoil anything
0: that's so weird i can't relate to that at all a mayor who likes money more than protecting people
1: and and then just the bit where they're they're on the boat that actually takes up most of the movie mm-hmm. and they're they're hunting the shark but the shark is mostly unseen during this whole time so it just becomes this character piece about these three men on a boat and and then it all comes together in this great climax and it it's it's a damn near perfect movie mm-hmm. almost exactly. completely unintentionally and uh like you know re- what, revisiting some of the sequels like if you ever watch Jaws 2, like, I remembered it as being more of the same. It's not. It's a slasher movie. Yeah. It is yeah. It is structured like a slasher movie where, like, you're introduced to all the teenagers at the very beginning. <laughs> and Like, yeah, we're all going on an adventure. Yeah, we're... We're going to be on this uh, this boat together all day. It's going to be fun.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And, and then <laughs> three is just a goddamn mess. And uh, the less said about Jaws the Revenge, the better. <laughs> I'm okay, it's man. It's one of
2: the best comedies I've ever seen. What it are you is. talking yeah. about?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's I, I, but yeah, I think
0: it, there's even... You know it's a good movie when it has a full-length documentary about it, and I think it's mm-hmm. out of print, but you can find it on YouTube, called The Shark is Still Working. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's, we it's, watched
3: that. It's excellent. It's a
0: great reference, and I think the, yeah. the story went... Through. This movie was horribly traumatic for steven spielberg i think they said when the shark blew up like mm-hmm. he's like steven we're done he's like i left yesterday i don't i, I, I like good is the movie done uh i, I don't want to be here and it saved a movie saved in editing because of how bad the the shark effect ended up looking uh mm-hmm, yeah. the longer you looked at it mm-hmm. and and it's i love this movie and respect it tremendously but I think I'm on the hook for like even Spielberg it says like Jurassic Park is it is Jaws for the most part mm. in a way yeah, yeah. It, 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 and it's he's like no I, he, I think he he said something similar to that not that he made a better Jaws but he just made another that is the Jaws sequel you were looking for but it's also I saw that before I saw Jaws mm. and so, so to me it always seems like as when I saw it when I, f- I think you, we were talking about that off mic. Brett and I had the same opinion. Jurassic Park made us fall in love with movies. They were nice things our family took us to and played on television, and I had some in clamshells. But Jurassic Park, like, I need to see more movies of all kind if they can make yep. you feel like this. <laughs> and, uh, and and Jurassic Park blew my mind and sent me backwards to Jaws. I, I saw Jaws 2 first on uh, oh, a, oh a, a TV yeah. edit
3: such a bad habit of that you always see the bad but that that comes
0: from being movie curious and not having any money and not having you know, any I mean, pay channels mm-hmm. and,
3: and, it just yeah. comes up time and time again how did you do, I, do you
0: remember how you saw jaws the first time michael it could not have been in the theater it was on tv it was, yeah. it was playing on yeah. tv i don't remember what channel but but i
1: i will say like uh somebody a few years ago i remember created like to kind of show off their cg skills they redid the effects for jaws, the revenge, like in this scene where (laughs) one of the characters is being chased underwater by the shark and the shark looks super doofy in the original, but then they, (laughs) they remade it. And it's like, now it looks like an actual shark, Mm -hmm. but it loses something like the shark no longer looks like a monster. Now it looks like footage from a nature documentary. Mm. And, and like, I, I feel like that's part of the charm of jaws. Like, even though this shark looks fake, it's fucking monstrous and horrifying. And then, mm-hmm. like when when Quint slides into its mouth, like you're terrified for him because this thing looks like a fucking demon. Yeah. J- oh, yeah. Jaws, well, I,
2: the, J- the thing that I think Jaws will always have over Jurassic Park, though, is characters. Okay. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and there's some fun characters in Jurassic Park, but they are so fleshed out in Jaws with just tiny little things flesh a whole character out. Just each one is just like, oh, oh, I know that guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know that guy. Oh, I don't know that guy. And I'm glad I don't because he's crazy. Because, <laughs> I mean, so motherfucking Robert Shaw, man. Yeah. And, I, and I don't want to sound fucking Robert Shaw gives that Indianapolis speech. Yeah. Watch him. He doesn't blink.
0: <laughs> wow. He it's...
2: doesn't blink for like three minutes, man.
0: He's got yeah. eyes like a doll's eyes during that sequence.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and he has them too.
3: If you watched. The shark is still working. They talk a lot about that scene, actually, in the behind-the-scenes oh, documentary. Uh, so but bad. I also want to shout out, when you talk about this movie being saved by the editing, uh, yet again, lady, female mm-hmm. film editors, Verna Fields, save yep. the day. You again. boys go
0: outside and have a drink. I'll clean up in here.
3: Exactly. I mm-hmm. know. Jaws is on my list, and I'm so glad that I now don't need to say it because I was having a hard time. Jaws is actually in my top three favorite movies of all time. Really? Because, yeah, hmm. it's perfect. Um, again, another one that my mom showed me. Uh, my mom grew up in coastal towns, um, oh. both on the Atlantic side and then on the Gulf of Mexico. And she Jaws came out in 75, she was right at the right age to watch it and be terrified by it, but love it too and be titillated mm. by it too, uh growing up on a beach town with surfer brothers and, you know, going out and getting drunk on the beach at nighttime with bonfires and it's hmm. just indelible to her and because of that it was like very important that she showed it to me and I've seen this movie so many I just love it but so it, much.
0: It is if we if, if, if I'm sure Everyone knows this, but it, it is the birth of the modern blockbuster. The summer tentpole yes. this yeah. movie will rule yeah. the summer yeah, 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 yeah. and make a thousand times what it costs. Jaws created that
3: it mm-hmm. also I think, and this is something I know i 've talked about before, definitely, I can draw a straight line connection between the movie Jaws and my actual number one phobia, which is machines underwater oh, because yes. <laughs> you got to watch the I, quest the idea of like this. Like that joke picture, promo picture of Steven Spielberg in Bruce's mouth. Just like, hey, guys. With really, really short shorts. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) I love the shorts. I hate everything else about it because it's so scary. I'm like, this is a machine. It could just chomp you and take you underwater at any moment. Not to mention the Universal Studios ride, which is my favorite ride of all time. Rest in peace.
0: R.I.P. <laughs> mm. Rest
1: in I, roaches. I, I have a book on that now. On on like the the original ride like that was introduced in nineteen ninety three and it's just like an oral history
3: oh my God. of the ride
1: from like skippers, uh who, who it, it's batch I need that
3: book so bad. I love that. <laughs> I wanna read everything about it. I've that I, for, I, f-
1: I forget the title but the subtitle is like tales from the jaws right i got it on amazon I that's love a it. great I title i, yeah, I, I um, don't
0: i don't want to be the anti-pc guy uh because i'm not normally but i don't? do i don't but i do feel <laughs> like one one of the things that like i think that will this movie will have a hard time with is its hero being a smoker even hmm. even now <laughs> I'm saying. seriously because like disney I love that about when it. disney bought star wars they're like no more cigarettes of any and cigarettes figured into like numerous characters of Star Wars, Jabba smoked, there's Death Stick Dealers, and really? Disney was like, Yeah, yeah, no more. And like now now when films are rated, they they include tobacco use. Right. And like Roy Scheider's character just having a cigarette in his mouth periodically like raises <laughs> yeah, this to a different that's rating.
1: Cool. Well, that's that's <laughs> another thing that like when they showed off solo, like the interior of the Millennium Falcon when Lando owned it, mm-hmm. and it's like these gleaming white panels. And then when you see it in Star Wars, like they're all yellowy. And you realize like, oh. Han's been smoking in this thing for years. What an asshole. And they,
3: oh. they also have those little ashtrays in the armrests? <laughs> <racks>? Right. <laughs> I, bet,
0: I bet all those Hyperdrive fans had like that that black dust, like tar. Uh-huh. <laughs> my, my, oh, my computer. Do you know
2: what from- Chewy must smell like. Aww. Oh my God. A shag Poor carpet Chewy's. in
3: 1972.
1: <laughs> uh, probably smells like the curtains in my great-grandmother's apartment. <laughs>
0: But I, 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 um, I always but, forget what Jaws is. is. Jaws an R rating? Uh, yes, yeah. I, okay. I believe so.
1: Um, but yeah, like you're talking about under underwater machinery. Like, so this is a weird thing about the way my brain worked when I was a kid I love um, it. Go that ahead. I. I, I went swimming a lot, and the Jaws got into my head. And oh,
2: sorry, Jaws is PG. It's PG, PG, baby. PG,
1: really? Wow. Yeah. Because
2: there's no blood and Even, no with, that, even
1: with that uh, leg with the raggedy flesh hanging off of it.
2: Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, but uh, so this movie got into my head, and and more to the point, like we went to the Universal Studios uh, tour and did like the little stupid little Jaws attraction, and that got into my head, and I started to get this thing where I would swim with my eyes closed, and I'd start stop myself and think like what if i've suddenly been teleported not into the middle of the ocean where a shark might eat me but into the middle of the jaws ride what if wow. there are gears <laughs> literally two feet below me that could chew me up at any second yeah. oh
3: my god i've never felt so close to you in my life <laughs> this is a real thing that i still to this day have to like bat out of my mind, like, Sarah, there are no machines in this pool. You're fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's
0: there's there's no harpoon gun that works on an underwater robot.
3: Yeah, yeah it'll just chew up your little foot and drag you under. Oh. Yeah.
1: Well, I know exactly where that phobia comes from, though, because, uh, now to get into really personal territory, uh, my grandparents had a pool when I was little, and they had this little pool-cleaning robot that oh. would just basically <laughs> mm-hmm. float around with these two hoses, and it fucking terrified me.
0: <laughs>
3: yep, that'll do it. He's circling the like water. Four years
0: old. He's vacuuming <laughs> the floor of the pool. Michael, the yeah, Polaris and, is doing his job.
1: And my granddad, like, picked it up. He's like, look, it's just hoses. It's just hoses. He's like, but it's moving on its own.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, man. All right, Diana, yeah. I believe it's your turn now. Oldest, All right. lo- this oldest movie just- you ever loved.
2: This is so fucking cruel because, <laughs> I mean, seriously, if I did the top 100, my 100 favorite movies. If, just if, promise me it's not if the train if you're that's meeting, coming
3: towards the camera. If I may, I, just for a second, yeah. throw
0: some love towards Diana. Diana oh, is, is my old movie friend. She has seen almost every movie that won her Best Picture Oscar or every movie nominated had- –
2: Every movie that won a Best Picture, and I've only got like thirty to go for Best Picture nominees out of almost six hundred. And
0: and, and even wow. even more, I, I meant to, I have work to do, but I'm going to do it. Everyone I'm that was passing, nerd. everyone was passing around like movies that you've seen. I'm like, this list isn't structured at all, and you changed oh, it to like God AFI God. Top 100. Which movies of these have you seen? And that made mm-hmm. way more sense. and made me feel way better about it because, like, if I haven't seen Saw two, I probably haven't seen the. the the next 7 don't make me waste check marks <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah
2: oh that list was like okay i will give them the tiniest bit of credit i saw lone star on there that's a,
0: from 96
2: <laughs> yeah that movie is fucking dope but that does not deserve equal rate as Jeepers Creepers 2, <laughs> which deserves equal it? weight to Wizard of Oz. I don't know. It was garbage, but like a bunch of people I knew was posting it. So hmm. it's like, all right, let's do the AFI Top 100. There's a lot of them that you will have accidentally seen over time.
0: Yeah, ET there's is number there, 10. You've seen that. Everyone's seen that. Yeah,
2: one. there's there's a couple on there that I don't think belong on there, and I have problems with the order they're in, obviously, but... This is a good place to start. Every movie on here, you're gonna see it, and you'll there'll be a reference to it somewhere. And you're like, oh, that's where that joke on The Simpsons is from. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they're they're all good. Yeah, just some of them are, you know. Oh, this I, I is wouldn't.
0: this is what J.J. Abrams ripped off. Got it.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I have so many. So many favorite movies that are older than me. <laughs> so I've done my best to narrow it down. You I We want... should
0: have done the opposite in your favorite movies that are younger than you, Diana. I guess oh, there's a lot oh, There's a lot fewer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that,
2: that would really be a little easier. tougher. That would be a oh, little tougher. Okay. So I thought I'd go with kind of my comfort food movies, like movies I've seen a million, billion yeah. times. But I will watch them again in a heartbeat. I love everything about them. And most of these are sort of, you know, they're fun you know, if you haven't seen them before, they're, they're a good place to start. They're easy ways to get into classic movies. So I'm going to start with 1954's Rear Window. Hey.
4: This, this is the scene of the crime, a crime of passion filmed in a way you have never seen before and as no one else would dare attempt but the screen's master of suspense, the producer director who shocked the world with Psycho. This is the apartment of a man named Jeffries, a news photographer whose beat used to be The World. Right now, his world has shrunk down to the size of this window. He's been watching the people across the way. Nobody seems to pull their blinds during a hot spell like this. He knows a lot about them by now. This is the traveling salesman and his invalid wife. Out of their arguments and nagging comes a weird kind of love. Miss Torso, the body beautiful. That is, viewed from a safe distance. Those are just a few of my neighbors. First, I watched them just to kill time, but then I couldn't take my eyes off them, just as you won't be able to. And you won't be able to take your eyes off the glowing beauty of Grace Kelly, who shares the heart and curiosity of James Stewart in this story of a romance shadowed by the terror of a horrifying secret.
0: That is that is lovely. I I saw solid, a bunch of people spreading around their favorite Hitchcock movie, even the LTC, and I'm like, Rear Window deserves some more love. That movie's perfect.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I <laughs> I went through about six different Hitchcock movies. Like, which one are we going to pick? Because mm-hmm. I love Vertigo, and I love Psycho, and I love North by Northwest, and I love Notorious, and it was really hard. But I'm going to go with Rear Window because it's so different than all the others yeah. in that it's in one spot. You're in one room, which we can all relate to. Real struggling right yeah. now. And, We're
6: and,
0: and, the better, the
2: and the better the neighbors, the better Jimmy Stewart
0: performance. Hmm? The better Jimmy Stewart performance.
2: Yeah, it's a good Jimmy Stewart performance. Well, I mean Vertigo, he's he really fine, loses he's, his shit in that. he's
0: brooding and, and mopey, and this one's just like oh, he's screaming. <laughs> I, <laughs>
2: yeah, and it, he gets so pissed. And, and,
0: and also, like it's it's it has it needless special effects. Tons of special yeah. effects in this movie for no reason.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Practical, practical effects. effects like mm-hmm. the set is uh, it's a neighborhood and real cars drive through it. They built uh, this whole backyard because it's about a guy who uh, breaks his leg and now is stuck inside Well, you know, he's in a wheelchair and he can't go anywhere. So he's watching the back courtyard of all his different neighbors. And oh, there's Simpsons. a sinister
0: looking kid out there. If it's a exactly. Simpsons reference. <laughs> and he
2: gets so into this that he can't appreciate his girlfriend is Grace Kelly. And she is bringing him dinner from 21 while wearing a gorgeous gown. What is your problem? <laughs> yeah. He's like, not into her. It's like, mm, nah. And she's like, she is the perfect woman. What the fuck? And then he starts thinking maybe his neighbor killed somebody, killed his wife. Mm-hmm. And... While he's still spying on all these different neighbors, he gets more and more suspicious. He brings his girlfriend into it. And it's so fucking good. Because also, like, these little fun things that, like, you would see in a novel mm-hmm. character things that you actually see in a movie instead. said, like, all the neighbors around are sort of, like, versions of the Jimmy Stewart and Grace Kelly. We got a happy married Ooh. couple. We have a spinster. We got you know this sort of playgirl. We got this unhappy bachelor. This bickering married couple. These are sort of like all possible futures for them.
6: <laughs> hmm.
2: And fun fact: the the angry divorcee bachelor guy is played by Ross Bagdasarian. What
0: the really? The chipmunks guy, the
2: creator of Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs>
0: Dave himself wow. Wow. Dave
2: himself is in this movie sweet <laughs> Ross Bagnazarian there's one yeah. thing
0: you've done in a cool it's one cool movie you've been a part of
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly so I mean it gets so tense you get so wrapped up because 99% of what you see is what Jimmy Stewart's character can see mm-hmm. so you start wondering well is he just like is he just so bored that he's just coming up with bullshit, or mm. could it be murder
0: murder' because <laughs> yeah, they don't take the camera inside the apartments that he's looking at. you only see it from his view, which is yeah. distorted, mm. given that there's a framing device, and I think like literally it's is it sometimes like a miniature with televisions in it that you're looking at, or is it mm. just I, mean, I remember the universal Studios ride that you would walk through in Florida right, which was amazing, which is a recreation of the rear window uh backyard scene not backyard it takes place in a city but like it's it was interesting yeah, the, it's like a the
2: courtyard, courtyard the, the, the court. sort Tableau. of shared backyard space mm-hmm. yeah yeah oh it is so good and just how you can get so much action out of there in one room looking out one window and hitchcock mm-hmm. just does every setup is perfect and i just get so engrossed in it every time it's yeah. so much fun i love it
0: yeah i always uh, everyone's like m night Shyamalan wants to be spielberg i'm like i
2: Kind of think I he think wants so. to be
0: Hitchcock, and he wants yeah, to he I wants agree. to grab a gimmick and do pull a twist on you. That's what he's going for, and I, I liked it the first three and a half times he did it.
2: Mm.
0: <laughs> Rear yeah. Window. How so, about the remake though? Yeah, no,
2: not really. I mean, I covered th- that was, on 3010? Yeah, respect for Christopher Reeve for yeah finding the perfect role. I thought it was really nice. <laughs>
0: I thought it was really nice that the world like liked Christopher Reeve so much. Like, let's give him something really cool to do.
6: But mm-hmm. well, we still
0: have him. and it, 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 it's some. I think for some people, it might be their first exposure to the film because this film is old enough. It's not getting played at anything that wasn't Ted Turner's first year TNT in TCM. Mm-hmm. and TCM, uh, and but Rear Window is totally worth seeking out. Yeah. I need to look at it's streaming anywhere. These all the movies we're talking about probably aren't streaming anywhere, sadly.
3: Um, I think maybe through your library canopy
2: system.
0: Oh shit, that'd yeah, be amazing. Some
2: that way. Or just or digital rental. Mm-hmm. I think I think yeah, i am pretty sure everything on my list is you can rent it. So, you know, drop three, four bucks. It's not that it's bad. worth it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes. And then uh, yeah, and oh. it's
2: and because it's like fun and in color, it's it's a good starting place if you're like, ew, old movies. But I've heard this Hitchcock guy is something. <laughs> <laughs> Might as
0: well start there, that's fine And I, I, it's, it's back to me And I want to be hack as shit And I don't care because I watch this movie Two or three times a year Show it to everyone who's ever seen it uh, I yeah. like Citizen Kane How do you do ladies and gentlemen? This is Orson Welles I'm speaking for the Mercury Theater
5: And what follows is supposed to advertise Our first motion picture Citizen Kane is a modern American story About a man called Kane Charles Foster Kane I don't know how to tell you about him. There's so many things to say. I'll turn you over instead to the characters in the picture. As you'll see, they feel very strongly on the subject. Charles Foster Kane is Sure, he started the war. But do you think if it hadn't been for Mr. Kane, the United States would have the Panama Canal? Charles Foster Kane is nothing more or less than a communist! Kane, governor. Listen, when the voters of this state and Mrs. Kane learn what I found out about Mr. Kane and a certain little blondie named Susan Alexander, he couldn't be elected dog catcher. I'm going to skin Mr. Charles Foster Kane alive. I'm going to marry him next week at the White House. Emily, I hear you've been stepping out with Charlie Kane.
4: Of course I love him. I gave him $60 million. Well, of course I love him. He's the richest man
2: in America.
5: Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what you'll think about Mr. Kane. I can't imagine. You see, I play the part myself. Well, Kane is a hero and a scoundrel, a no account and a swell guy, a great lover, a great American citizen, and a dirty dog. It depends on who's talking about him. What's the real truth about Charles Foster Kane? I wish you'd come to this theater when Citizen Kane plays here and decide for yourself
2: fine you take the best one and that's blah, blah. no
0: it's not it was <laughs> Citizen Kane. it's not it's <laughs> not blah, blah. hold on i can I, well no, i can't throw it back to you and still have one disney uh no well, no
2: it's it's not on my list because I felt like it's cheating
0: mm-hmm. and I think it's that it's cheating too the same way Disney indoctrinated me into thinking its movies were magic just because they were available for twenty dollars at the checkout counter and RoboCop wasn't means that <laughs> means that Aristocats is somehow a better film no that, <laughs> yes it, but,
3: but I but, love Aristocats
0: but Citizen Kane I was indoctrinated through the magic of film studies. Yay. And 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 I was saying that to I don't know if it was Sarah or uh, my girlfriend that I had never seen Psycho because I'd watched making ofs and things about Psycho in film school for so long I just thought I had seen it and huh. and I didn't see it in, in full until like five years ago and it's fucking excellent but Citizen Kane I've, I I yeah everyone. I always tell that story of that guy, that taxi driver taking me. i like, going to see a movie. What's it called? What's it called, my friend? And then like Citizen Kane. Like, what kind of movie is Citizen Kane? <laughs> like, like I don't know what it. I, and then it made me think. Like to me, having seen it so many times, it's a comedy because I'm looking forward to comebacks and certain mm. sequences. <laughs> to me, it's a it's a deeply funny movie uh, yeah. about uh, about a very conflicted main character, uh, a guy who thinks he's the hero and turns ends up becoming the villain, uh, and, and it's and it's it's complicated but it's also like i always say the oldest old movies their biggest problem is pacing citizen kane moves like so fast like fucking lightning mm-hmm. you will you will i don't know you you do have to yeah. sit there and kind of pay attention because the timeline is all over the place in the way pulp fiction wishes it was mm. and, <laughs> but it's it's an excellent excellent watch and so and it gets it's a movie that gets better every time i watch it
2: yes mm-hmm. Yeah. That is definitely true. I know yeah. plenty of people. It's like, well, I hear it's the best movie ever made, and then they watch it and they're like, well, yeah, that was good. Yeah. And it's like, you go back again, you're gonna pick up something new, and you go back again, something. There's, I've seen it seriously uh, more than twenty times. Yeah. And I, mean, I, I will spot new things.
0: I watched it three times while I was writing a paper on it, so like I really had to get in depth with it. And oh, wow. uh, and, and to me, but it is, it is, it's, it's one of the oldest films. I think, in existence that has been restored this well. Watching it in 1080p to stream it on mm-hmm. Amazon or get the Blu-ray, it looks so fucking good. And the story behind it, again, makes it all the more fascinating. And up-and-coming play director gets his shot, gets to make literally every everything he's wanted to do on film, he gets to do with no compromises. And the studio hated it, and the person he made the movie about tries to shut it down the entire time. And uh, kind of did and got the movie completely shit on and nearly forgotten, and it mm-hmm. it gets discovered. I think in the, like the 60s, people yeah. start talking about this movie again. And I, I just hate people that people uh, putting this movie in that stuffy black and white. I don't know. I, all the black and white movies that people say to watch are all really good. So I don't yeah. I don't know what a category <laughs> I'm even talking about. But uh, the fact that like people, you know, we've talked about it so many times in here, and our biggest fans will say like, yeah, I still haven't seen it. Like, do it now, do it now. Go to sleep watching it. Watching it. Watch it in three chunks. Pretend it's a, a Netflix show.
3: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm one of those people who I have not seen it. And, you know, it's just always been on my list and blah, 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 blah. And
1: well, now I can't even force it, it on you.
3: Again. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's also required viewing for anyone who's interested in journalism, I think, because mm-hmm. it's it's a movie about journalism. It, uh, the, the structure is journalistic where it's this guy who's going around interviewing people trying to figure out like, okay, what can you tell me about Kane and what do you think his last words meant? And really Rosebud is just it's a red herring. It doesn't yep. really
0: matter. Doesn't mean a fucking thing. Mm-hmm. It yeah. just no. it, it was a reason to examine this person's life more closely who ended up I think by the end of the movie becoming a public pariah. But at the, mm-hmm. at the beginning was was this wealthy savior <clears throat> who could save us all. <laughs> and and yeah, it's also a story about the uh, corruption of just richness in general. Mm-hmm. A person mm-hmm. who thinks yep. They know this much better than everyone else, but starts out with a very uh, altruistic goal of bringing truth yes. to people, and then his truth ends up being altered when it doesn't jibe with him. Yep. And 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 it's in it's in how this takes place is never done in a cliched way. To this day, the movie holds up as like the least cliched movie I've ever seen. Uh, wow. it, 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 seriously, yeah, it's seriously it, it's told in a very it was always a question they'd ask you in like film 101 classes like whose perspective is the movies from and you don't know because you don't see the protagonist, but it's just the journalist. Yep. He's yep. the one uncovering aspects of Kane's life and you'll you'll be introduced to people who were parts of Kane's life as they're interviewed, but the movie moves real fast through different timelines back and forth. It's really, really fun. Mm-hmm. And, and it contains some of the like, yeah. even if you're just like lightly appreciative of a pre-CG era, like how the fuck did they do that shot? How did they do that <laughs> shot? How did they bring that shot through a sign and a fucking skylight and mm. into, a, mm-hmm. into a restaurant? How right. did they?
2: Yeah. Where is the camera under the floor now? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. They dug
0: a hole. They dug a hole. It's impeccably done and it ruined Orson Welles' film career. Mm. He made mm. the best movie ever, and his career was fucking ruined. He was also kind of a dick too. He was a oh, lot.
2: He was a total yeah. dick. He was. And a- he did make some more good movies. He did,
3: but but yeah. it's mm. too early in the timeline for being a dick to ruin your career. We're <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just now entering that era. In <laughs> his yeah, I think
0: it's his mid twenties. Like he was kind of given the keys to make any kind of movie he wanted, and for twenty years, it's like, well, that's why you don't do that. You get a Citizen Kane, and forever after, it's a different story. Uh, and I, I like that version of the story better. So there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Sarah. Anybody else? Sarah, you're... Oh, and how did I see it? Film school. No, I. I may, my parents may have shown it to me, or maybe I remember a ton of Valiant, I would say, I love, love, love. We were just watching the Muppet movie, and uh, they showed Harry, the guy with the the dynamite box. Mm -hmm. And when Ted Turner was buying up everything, all these movie libraries, and the movie channel TNT came out. Like, every night of TNT's premiere, they would play Muppet Show, Fraggle Rock, Looney Tunes, and then into, like, King Kong, or, like, Mm -hmm. one of the biggest movies that had ever been made. Like, the fifth night was uh, Citizen Kane, so, like, I remember I recorded all the Looney Tunes, so when i go back and watch them, i just see all these clips of Orson Welles. Uh, you know the big movie poster. So when the Simpson would do stuff, I would recognize that that's from Citizen Kane without ever having seen it, because Ted Turner really wanted me to watch Citizen Kane. And I, did, I, said no. <laughs> I said no, but I'm telling you to say to say yes, especially like if you're doing a rewatch of the Marvel movies. I say don't. There's there'll be a corporate way you can do that later on. We yeah. all know how that ended up. There's a lot of stuff in there you don't need to watch again, and but watch something older that you haven't seen. I'm doing it.
4: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Commercial alert. Put the VCR on pause. Ah!
7: Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? then we strongly encourage you to support this show on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the LazerTime network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. It's interesting how this
0: has all been affecting us, starting with... It was my birthday, your birthday, your son's birthday, and my dad's birthday during all of this. And two of our other friends' birthdays. It's, uh, true. it's been absolutely crazy, well, and also totally boring. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I, I, like I keep calling it a slow-moving 9/11. Uh, yeah. I should say that, like, uh, we had to cancel all of our birthday things, and I feel the worst for your son because it's—he's uh, actually at an age where it matters. And yeah, I mean it was his first year gonna be his first year as a teenager and I
7: just told him we're gonna have to push it off to the summer but I don't know if I can even keep that promise
0: son can you put a
7: cork in puberty for another year? Are you gonna <laughs> <laughs> Get bonus time a weekly uncensored and commercial free podcast every Tuesday starting for just five dollars on patreon.com/ lasertime. Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week with our show 30, 302010. Here's something you may remember from 20 years ago. Something that still makes me giggle, but this, we're coming
0: in with Smooth by Santana featuring Rob Thomas, uh, and it's number one this week, and it'll be on the charts for, like, another fucking year! Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's, it's, So, like, okay, so here's the thing. Yeah. Well, well, one, like, now that this has, like, kind of been memified and, like, we all seem to have the same experience. I've never felt so in sync with society that we all kind of, like, hate or, like, goddamn smooth. Jesus Christ, yeah. did we really need that <laughs> much smooth? But, like, in a historical context, we were talking about earlier in the year was the beginning of the Latin craze that's yeah, the, like right. Carlos Santana is, is famous in music circles but is not an album pusher Right, he got lumped into that category as the Latin craze mm. he's got the Matchbox 20 guy mm-hmm. so it gets in the rock thing mm-hmm. uh, and but it's also in pop so this I, I remember flipping through the stations when I was delivering shit for whatever insurance company or Chinese place I was working for this was on every station oh, yeah. except for like hip hop it was everywhere.
3: Well, and then you get your classic rock verse yes. because they. Love
0: yes, the canon. you have a classic rocker doing a pop song with a new rocker.
3: One of the biggest pop stars. Well, It
0: comes out pretty poppy, yeah. so it's on every fucking station. It was unavoidable. And it, I remember it came to a point like, I hate this song more than any song that's ever happened. Yeah. I've I said it to myself <laughs> in the car to no one, there was no Twitter. Like I hate this song so fucking much And I stand by it
3: I I I never
0: want to hear it again
3: How many movies and television programs Have you seen where they're flashing back To late 90's early odds And they they open with this song (laughs) Yep It's just like that is the signifier For this time
7: Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on lasertimepodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Five, four, three, two,
0: one. Uh, Sarah Bear, what's your favorite movie from Before You're Born?
3: Yeah, so if we're going to talk about doing rewatches, especially for our fans out there who are, again, horror fans and or genre movie fans uh my next one is american werewolf in london Ooh,
5: fuck! Ooh. for the first 23 years of david kessler's life he was only human then one night he took a walk on the moors
4: beware the moonlets is
5: david behaving strangely are you all right now well, i'll let you know the next full moon tomorrow night's the full moon you're gonna change ah! From the director of Animal House, a different kind of animal. An American werewolf in London. Rated R.
2: Really? Fun one.
3: love this movie so That's much. That's right. You're way the fuck younger than me. I know. I think this <laughs> might be the first one possibly. Yeah, this is when I'm going to start talking about movies that I don't think any of y'all could talk about. Oh.
0: Is its is it 81 but, or, or 82? One. Okay. 81, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I was alive.
3: Um, American werewolf in London is so fun. So scary, horror comedy at its best. I mean, David, to me, horror comedy <laughs> didn't exist beforehand. Before this, did it?
0: I uh, it's difficult to say. There were schlocky like, movies that we would laugh at, but I think right, as made on. That. I'm
3: talking about something that is intentionally yeah, a horror comedy.
0: John, I mean John John Landis made a movie called Schlock, so I think he yeah. he he knew that this was he knew he was making a comedy movie because he grew up laughing at se- horror mm-hmm. being serious. Mm-hmm. And I think he did that on purpose. But he, but right. he, but also the the, the the scenes of transformation are the most horrific you've well, ever seen. Well,
3: that's one of the oh. things that's so great is that this is Rick Baker, mm-hmm. who is yes. like you know the pra- special effects genius, and American Werewolf in London won the first Academy Award for best makeup ever. I, I mm. seriously think they created this category after seeing I'm that sure scene. They did, and we're like, this needs. We
2: need a makeup award. Look yeah. at this; yeah. it's all so good, and not just—I mean—the the werewolf transformation is everyone the part that remembers, but Griffin Dunn slowly yes. decays. yes has it's fantastic so makeup.
3: And it, first of all, I love Griffin Dunn. Mm-hmm. Um, but then watching, yeah, watching him slowly decay and show up in a <laughs> funny, scary way. I mean, it's just like the the horror comedy <laughs> of it. When again my mom is very cool and this is another (laughs) mom pick that like really got stuck in my craw um and watching it with her like her pointing out to me like yeah it's scary because he's got scary makeup on but it's funny because he's talking to his friend like he's still alive and he's trying to help him like this they're in the movie theater together they're just like sitting there and he's like eyeballs are falling out this is funny like <laughs> don't be scared she like was like don't close your eyes watch this this is good which my mom is super cool but anyways um, but yeah it's just so much fun and and also scary enough that it'll give you thrills and chills and i absolutely love it and i don't think it gets enough love i don't think yeah. like, i love the thing and I think people talk more about the thing, and I'm glad they do, but I think people, as much as people talk about the thing, they should also be talking about American Werewolf in London. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my pitch for that one. <laughs> but yes, it's a rewatch every year for me around Halloween time. Ooh. Um, it's just great. And also, we don't have enough werewolf movies also, real. and I'm down for that too.
1: Yeah, That is true.
3: Yeah, most werewolf movies stink. Yeah. yeah.
1: But I, I like that it begins like out on the moors, which is mm-hmm. which is a Go very the
3: moors.
1: A, a very horror movie place to mm-hmm. set anything because just like yeah, there's big open creepy plains. Mm-hmm. Yep,
2: and just yeah, the, and that it's about yeah the big creepy you know. Yeah, the the, the scary, fuggy Moors and these, you know, two idiot American backpackers just dicking yep. around. It's like the Moors look like it could be 300 years ago. It look about the same. And the dorks just dorking around. And then yep, someone, a uh, werewolf. Uh,
3: werewolf shows uh, up. And now they're in the city and trying yeah. to deal with this, like in the city. It's just the perfect mix of both. And yeah. I think. Bringing werewolves into modern time is also very fun and interesting. And it's, um, it's the
0: only movie you will ever see Mickey Mouse, Kermit the Frog, Nazis, and werewolves. Uh, ever, <laughs> ever again. That'll never happen okay. again. Okay.
3: All
1: right. <laughs> I, I just love the way he gets haunted by his his victims progressively, and it's like, wait, are you telling me that the only reason I have to hang around is because you won't kill yourself? Why won't you kill yourself? <laughs> and it's like, what is wrong with you?
3: That's a fun little piece of the mythology that you like didn't really think about. You're like, oh shit, well, okay.
0: It, it is. It is dark. It is. It is a dark horror comedy, mm-hmm. and I just mm-hmm. love. Just a. I wanted to give an award just to like Griffin Dunn's cheek.
3: Because mm-hmm. there's
0: like pieces of it hanging apart, and you can see through it to his teeth. It's so yeah. needlessly <laughs> gross for a comedy sequence.
3: It's so good. Yeah, I just absolutely love Griffin Dunn. and I mm. always forget that that's him as a young man because I only know him as like an older actor, whom whom I love, and also Joan Didion's nephew.
0: Yep. Mickle, oldest movie you love number two.
1: Uh, you know, this has been really tough for me. Everything past Jaws, because there's there's actually quite a lot that I I have strong feelings for but maybe isn't my favorite but uh the more i think about it barry Lyndon.
5: rex reed of the new york daily news wrote as an 18th century rakes progress barry linden catalogues the rise and fall of a likable scoundrel liar cheat and social climber transporting the viewer into a world of long ago and creating the kind of magic few movies accomplish and few directors attempt in a lifetime it is a magnificent entertainment Sumptuous, lush, gorgeous, and haunting. A classic of inestimable value. Barry Lyndon, a film by Stanley Kubrick based on the novel by William Makepeace Thackeray, starring Ryan O'Neill and Marissa Berenson.
1: Are you kidding? No. This is one that I always always shied away from because I was told, like, this is the most boring movie Kubrick has ever made. It's so long. And then I watched it, and it's like, this is so lavish and interesting and there's so much to say about the characters and like this main character uh barry who uh it's just he starts off as like a nobody from the middle of ireland and somehow just like fucks his way across europe and manages to (laughs) marry into riches and then it's like his rise and his fall and like this is a character who almost never does anything for anyone but himself wow it, it's like yep. everything he does benefits him directly. He is in, impossibly selfish and it almost all works out to his advantage. And he is kind of undone by like the one unselfish act that he commits. And it. uh Yeah.
2: And yeah it, I mean, it's over three hours. Uh-huh. It is lit with a, no electric lights whatsoever. Yeah. So mm-hmm. every, it is the ultimate, every frame of painting. It looks like they went back in time and started filming. But like so much, of it, mm-hmm. but so much of it's funny yeah that's what I never was it's, expecting I mean Kubrick films they can be dark funny like Dr Strangelove mm-hmm. but this is him well past that 75 and yeah, yeah when we watched it together I was like all right I'm finally gonna get to it let's do <laughs> this and I'm like holy shit yeah. I'm laughing my ass off at parts yeah. of this.
1: And at the end of it it's like that was a fucking movie like yeah. that, huh. like why does this get such a bad rap it's amazing
2: I, I
0: Well, I, that is, other than, like, everything, like, a, a pre, I don't know, I don't want to say Strange Love, the very early Kubrick stuff, that is a massive blind spot for me. Just got yeah. the, the new Shining mm-hmm. remaster for my birthday, uh, and I, just, I never think of Barry Lyndon anymore. God damn it.
1: Yeah, most uh, people don't. Insane. like huh. We, I remember, like, my parents got a Kubrick set when I was a kid, and, like, Barry Lyndon was the only one they didn't watch. And now now I'm like, you know, oh, 2001 is the great one. Like, no, that's boring oh, as shit.
3: <laughs> I'm going to have to give a thumbs down on 2001. Hi. Never again. I can understand
0: Never. how people might. And if you if you say that, you don't watch movies high.
3: Hmm, that's true. true. <laughs> that is correct.
0: And, and I do. And mm. so did everyone in the decade yep. that came out. Yep,
1: yep. <laughs> Um, but but you know Barry Lynn was a, a surprise for me, and it's it's one that I I can I can dwell on a lot. Like so much happens in that movie, and it's all yeah, right, it, it goes I'm... into like the Hundred Years War, and there's all these huge lavish battle scenes, and all these like ridiculously reconstructed interiors of like. The eighteenth century nobility with their giant fucking ridiculous wigs and their makeup <laughs> and eye patches. <laughs> I'm just thinking of one particular guy now. <laughs>
0: with multiple eye patches. That is no, he,
1: has, he has like I am the king of affectations. Like, like pancake white makeup with like a little beauty mark and, and yeah, he's like a professional gambler. Sort of. yeah, yeah, but
2: he's a professional gambler. So you're like, okay, mm-hmm. you look like an idiot, but you sound like fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see your adventures, bro. Oh, cool, cool adventures.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's that's just what we need right now—a Barry Lyndon spinoff, coming s- <laughs> the next the next Netflix series. fish uh,
6: gambler. But
1: you're right. That yes.
0: e- everything I'm preaching, I will I will practice what I preach, and I will watch Barry Lyndon. Um, during this wonderful quarantine that as of this <laughs> recording has been extended another yeah. wonderful 30 days
1: if you've got three plus hours to kill it's amazing <laughs> and we Good all
0: do these
2: days <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. P- sometimes people who edit podcasts but it's okay yeah uh, it's but... true, it's true.
2: i don't remember does it have a formal intermission i think it does
0: yeah i think so. yeah, oh, wow. most,
2: most movies if they get to three hours they'll have an intermission so it's like you can do it over two nights did you hear that peter jackson did you hear
0: that Ugh. yeah <laughs> formal intermission let us go pee uh, <laughs> all right that brings us to you diana
2: oh all right mm-hmm. so i still have a bunch on my list and i'm trying to pick which one i want to go with but okay i gotta go with um this one this is the most modern movie that's on my list It's only seven it's only 10 years older than me um, mm-hmm. but it is my favorite film from one of my fil- favorite filmmakers and that's The Producers from 1967. Oh, okay. Mel Brooks' first movie.
4: Step one, we find the worst play in the world. A fire flop. Springtime for Hitler. Step two, I raise a million bucks. There are a lot of little old ladies in the world. Step three, you go back to work on the books. Only lists of backers. One for the government, one for us. Step four, we open on Broadway. is this
0: wow. his first
7: movie
2: yeah
0: really he's coming right out of tv in, into the producers
2: um i think so wow. out of a lot of a lot of tv writing uh going into the early 60s i am pretty sure this is his first one though mm-hmm. and uh like all of these these are things that just like were on in my house all the time because my parents are big classic movie fans too so It's not like they'd be like, oh, you've never seen Blank? Well, sit down. I'm going to show it to you. It's just, my mom is watching something. I wander by. (laughs) I start watching it, too. Mm -hmm. Now I want to start it from the beginning, so I'm going to watch it again. I actually
0: Uh, really appreciate my dad having a drink or two and like, you haven't seen this? Sit down! You're
3: (laughs) you're you're going to watch
0: Pathion in full with with fucking commercial breaks
3: <laughs> i've mentioned before we're a deer hunter family i often remember oh, being man. like get out here the deer hunter's on. <laughs> <laughs> like that, i'm doing algebra homework nope come on out you gotta watch oh, it okay oh, gosh the wedding is still going i'm so tired the wedding yeah.
2: is always going <laughs> mel, mel Brooks'
0: first movie in 1967 you're, you're yep. dead on where do you remember where zero mistel and, and gene wilder were were they were they known People, no, okay, no.
2: Gene Wilder's film debut was that same year in Bonnie and Clyde, and no, Sierra was a Broadway star. He's okay. in like a funny thing on the happened on the way to the forum and wow. Fiddler on the Roof. I think he, I going to say, he originated Tevia on his Fiddler mm-hmm. on the Roof. Um, did. so I've never seen the musical and I've listened to the cast album once, mm. and
3: mm. from
2: what I could glean from the cast album, the Broadway version changes. Things that I feel like did not need changing. It modernizes stuff. And
1: lots more gay jokes. Way
2: more gay jokes. And Mm. the original is so much funnier from the 60s because instead of having a gay guy they hire to play Hitler in the worst play ever, it is this insane hippie. (laughs) it's <laughs> so fucking funny
0: mm-hmm.
2: oh dick sean i believe his name is and what he... inconceivable oh not dick sean oh my god no that's wallace sean dick sean
0: oh my god yes um,
2: dick Shawn. <laughs> he is so fucking funny with yeah his his audition is singing the song about like loving flowers and then you know i give the flower to the landlord when the rent comes round and it throws it in the toilet and it flush it down <laughs> <laughs> and
1: wow. it goes into the sewer with the yuck running through her and it goes into the water that we drink hey, hey world you, you stink, stink. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great. Wow.
0: <laughs> that's the that's the biggest musical number we've ever had.
2: Like, <laughs> are adorable. Wonderful.
0: Yeah, you should you should do karaoke with these two. It's the best.
2: <laughs> and I showed Aww. this movie to you. Yes, you, you did. You hadn't seen it before. No, no. no. I'd so, never
1: heard of it before. Oh
2: my gosh. Well, yeah, I guess it was before it was on Broadway. So, yeah, it's about um a theater producer who's a failure, who makes his money conning little old ladies and uh the Nebishia accountant Is trying to fix his books uh, played by Gene Wilder at his, he's, ah, is it is a masterclass in like slow building anxiety. Mm -hmm. He is so good in this. Mm. Like Mm -hmm. he never like got awards for shit. And this is an incredible performance where you can see him tensing and tensing and building and building. And any minute now he's going to snap. And then when he does snap, it is so fucking funny.
0: Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the scene, the scenes. I don't think I've ever seen this in full. To be honest.
2: Oh, man. Hmm. Yeah. So they get together. They figure out that they can make more money by producing a flop than a hit. And they proceed to put on springtime for Hitler. (laughs) And And, uh, it's amazing. And the thing is that, yeah, they do everything. They make every decision as horrible as possible. And it becomes a comedy smash. (laughs)
1: Huh. <laughs> That's amazing. and then they're in trouble because they can't uh, yeah. like we were prepared to weather a, a giant flop but a, a hit like now we have to pay back everybody
2: yeah it's like yeah they hire this uh, crazy hippie who's been to jail for some sort of sex related crime it's never oh. clear what it is he just says like whatever it is he's best at he can't do it here because
3: he's been <laughs> in a way <laughs> oh my god so many possibilities <laughs> and, well, i think
1: i think that was the one gay joke in the original that uh, like the, the yeah. director okay. is
3: or maybe
2: it's just rolling joints
1: yeah maybe i don't know yeah
2: yeah and also the writer is an, a literal nazi um who <laughs> thinks that no one knows he's a nazi even though he still wears his helmet <laughs> and still rants about how hitler was a wonderful painter <laughs>
1: also a wonderful dancer
2: and a wonderful no one knew that but he was a wonderful dancer
1: churchill couldn't dance
2: no nah, he couldn't i feel like I mean, you're just no.
0: making a bunch of references and
2: we are you know, all right i'm putting this i'm putting this
0: on the list if i you, but you've never it seen is, the the musical purposely
2: yeah well, I, uh, I mean, really, I listened to the cast. Nothing. And Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick's fantastic casting. Well, um, I, if I could but, recommend
0: any version, it'd be uh, the one with David Schwimmer and Larry David. That's that's oh, the yes. one that really did it. Okay. <laughs> so
2: in a way, you have seen the producers because yes. that's that whole. That whole fucking season of Curb Your Enthusiasm was just a version of the producers. It was Ann Bancroft and Mel Brooks trying to tank the show, the producers. Right. Is
3: like there what happens in the producers? Is there any better evidence that basically Hollywood has given Larry David a blank check than that season?
0: <laughs> yeah, you pay Jerry Seinfeld to be in the show, and all he does is show up and just make pantomime? No. <laughs> and leave. I think that the Stephen Colbert is in that season.
3: It's oh, wow. wild. You will yeah.
0: fail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn it! All yeah, right, I'll...
2: it is so good. I mean, I'm trying to think what what other things people know Gene Wilder from besides just well, Willy Wonka and to, the to Chocolate To battery, beyond right? that was Young at, Frankenstein. I... Oh, Young Frankenstein. Okay, yeah. If you like when he goes crazy in Young Frankenstein, mm-hmm. you need to watch the producer so in this order:
0: Mel Brooks, anything he does with Mel Brooks, Willy Wonka, and than anything to do with Richard Pryor. Everything else, maybe stay yeah. away from. And mm-hmm. and, and that, I, I I can't tell you how conflicted I was. I put Citizen Kane in here because I like it more and I revisit it more. Yep. But I lo- I've said it uh, a couple times recently to make, especially people like you, mad. But the only movies our grandchildren will watch from the 70s are fucking Star Wars and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I loved Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory when I was a kid because of how crazy it looked. Yeah. It, <laughs> It look it's st- like not just yeah. in the factory like the shots of like the German news like <laughs> where they eat a microphone and that we can <laughs> like almost everyone can that movie was made before all of us were born and almost all of us can name every Wonka kid
3: that's pretty yeah that's pretty nuts the, that movie is a nightmare machine yeah it's like, wonderful mm. I. Have a hard time with that
0: one. <laughs> no one knows which way it's going. No <laughs> I feel like every, everyone was
1: either traumatized by what happens to Violet or turned on by it because that's its <laughs> own whole fetish.
0: Well, yeah.
3: talk about uh, machines, un, like in the water oh, when God. Augustus Poor Gloop Augustus falls Gloop. into the thing. I mean, yeah. come on.
0: And I love, I love how many people remember these stupid names: Veruca Salt, Augustus Gloop, Mike TV. Charlie Bucket.
3: <laughs> to be fair, Brooke Assault became a band. That's
0: true. So. Yeah. That's true. yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and I'm missing one. Violet Beauregard. Yes.
3: Yep.
0: <laughs> and, and every time I'm watching like something old, I realize, oh, that's someone from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Cause like they were all like semi-famous, notable character actors, but I had, I wasn't alive contemporarily to ever see those people work. I imagine they all died of lung cancer at 42.
3: <laughs> Probably fair. That's why Probably they all yeah.
0: looked like that. <laughs> yes, they all looked a little sweaty in that film. And that, I, I really put Citizen Kane at the last minute because I, I do love that. I not only love that movie. I love that, like, I think I saw, like, a parody on American Dad yesterday that, that like, everyone gets this. Everyone. It little kids, uh, yeah. like, will yep. always get Willy Wonka references. And so I had to choose. Anyhow. All right. Now we're this is it. Our number ones. I didn't put these in any particular order, but I saved. Yep. Uh, as an asshole who talks about Disney nonstop, I say mine for last and even threw in a misdirect intro uh, just because I had to think really, 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 hard about this. Mm-hmm. My favorite, favorite Disney movie. And Disney Plus makes that really weird. Having access to their whole back catalog of animation and classics in a way that like, you know, I've been buying the DVDs and there's only a few available. and You pick from the ones you have the I have the Blu-ray of, or you have in your clamshells, and now it's just like you have access to everything, other than Black Cauldron, which is nobody's favorite. Ah. <laughs> and,
1: and, yeah, we we revisited that a few years ago. I was like, I bet this is really awesome. Oh no, it's not. It's, it's not. not at all.
0: That's the it's it's like the opposite of Citizen Kane. Took forever to make. Mm. Was was rightfully lamented, <laughs> yeah. uh, and and tampered with by the studio in all the wrong ways. But I. I wanted to mention 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. That's my favorite live-action thing Disney had ever done Ooh. before acquiring all my favorite things. Mm-hmm. Um, Talk
3: about machines underwater. For real.
0: <laughs> for real. Yeah. Uh, I love Pinocchio because it is a story, it is the story of a big-nosed Italian And... <laughs> and <laughs>
3: So and, when he
0: lies a lot, and, it is a very bad boy. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's got no strings on him because he works from home now and goes a little crazy all the time and pays for his own health insurance and begs strangers Stop for giving money.
3: giving
2: cigars to donkeys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Lampwick, uh, low-key, one of my favorite characters of all time. Uh, I wish, wish Jimmy Stewart would have been Jiminy Cricket. I love everything about it, except for... um it's not the most cohesive story given that it was put together by a bunch of short stories spooled out over, I think two years. And one of which Jiminy cricket has died upon dies upon his introduction. I love how it's all it's, it's batshit insane and scary as fuck, but the perfect Disney animated film to me is uh, Peter Batman Pan. Yeah. Let yourself go Enter the fantasy of Peter Pan's
5: Neverland with Tinkerbell. Captain Hook. For the child in all of us who never grows up, Walt Disney's Peter Pan, rated G,
0: coming soon to a theater near you. If I'm watching these based purely on nostalgia, nothing is more nostalgia for me is than mermaids, kids flying, cowboys, Indians, giant fucking alligators. Uh, kids, kids who run away from home to become savages in the woods—all of it is is beautiful, and the music is astonishing. I love every bit of how the movie is framed. I love every bit of how it's animated. I love pretty much all the characters, up to and yes, I'm going to include the, the the engine sequences. I still,
2: yeah, I was thinking, you know, we've been picking uh, very white movies, and then you pick one that's like, oh, it's not just a really white movie; mm-hmm. it's got some. Really rough stereotypes going yeah. on there. Hey, look,
0: I chose the least white movie of the bunch, Warriors, so I can give me a little here. Uh-huh. That's, fair. Yeah. Not, yeah. that's fair. I'm not. Really, really yeah. I'm very not. I'm not going to defend. I'm not going to defend their depiction of Indians. I do love the fact that they go to the island, and if you remember that the Lost Boys are kidnapped by the Indians, and they're like, "What? Let's free them. Let's get them out of here." It's like, no, we do this every week. They they catch us, we catch them. It's fun. We're all friends, <laughs> and then there's the giant musical sequence of what makes the red man red, which is astonishing. This is still available for streaming in 2020. (laughs) That, that is indefensible, but Mm. other than it was a different time, deal with it. Uh, Not everybody had your Twitter feed in 1954 and,
6: Mm.
0: and, uh, but, but everything else about it, like the colors, the music, if you go, and even if you, for instance, if you go on either ride, it's, it's oh, yeah. to this day in Disney World, it has one of the longest lines because just the idea of like you're flying above London. This it's is magical. This is really it's fun. It's
3: absolutely magical.
0: And yeah, and it just all the music about it, the pixie. I always, it, it, it's like the hottest Disney lady when I was a little kid, upskirt shots and all that stuff. Tinkerbell, <laughs> thank you. You helped a little boy come of age before he could come of age. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I just, am I crazy? Like, like there is a lot to love about Peter Pan. I'm not, I can't be totally oh, sure. alone in this. Yeah, yeah sure.
3: absolutely. Yeah.
0: I even remember, you know how much everyone who's listening to me, listening to me for a couple of years, know how much I love Christmas. And whenever Disney would do like a, a Christmas compilation, you'd get Christmas cartoons the scene with Bambi on the ice, and then they just show a a clip from Peter Pan because something about it feels like Christmas. (laughs) And 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 the performances in it are astonishing. astonishing. Bobby Driscoll is great. All the Darling kids are great, but a huge shout out to Captain Hook and uh, Mr. Darling, which I didn't know until they started making new versions of Peter Pan that the stage tradition is for the same actor to play the darling's dad and Captain Hook and they they do it in the Peter Pan cartoon and he is hilarious as both
5: marry these children (laughs) you
6: build
0: he's playing the role to high heaven against this wonderful score with actual songs that it fuck you Pinocchio for having only like a bunch of clocks screaming weird shit at me even though that (laughs) like if I could just a sub question that we don't have to all discuss am I crazy do you have a more favorite Disney cartoon because I think Aladdin's the funniest I think Lion King is oddly perfect and I
3: love 101 Dalmatians it's really good I just love the imagery and like the it's I the, don't know I don't know what it is but I just I, I love that everything is like long and skin yeah. or long and thin and skinny mm-hmm.
0: everyone's hungry in London in the 50s they're still recovering yeah
3: yeah <laughs> it, well it's just like it's just very interesting to me to watch I just love 101 Dalmatians. it's the
0: first Disney movie with a car and a television what? yeah like they, they that had not At been least. seen. Wow! Mm-hmm.
3: I also love the Aristocats. Fuck you.
0: I don't hate the <laughs> Aristocrats, it, it, Aristocats. It's just the one I love almost the least of the classic mm. era. Um,
3: mm. Am I is, nuts? Uh, is Pinocchio the first? Second. Disney. Uh, okay, so mm. then because I'm thinking about that whole like. So you've either got evil witches, generally, Mm -hmm. for Disney cartoon um, villains, or you have a bad guy and then a little funny, like, bad Mm -hmm. guy Mm -hmm. henchman. Yes. That's the first one, and then, I guess, right? Well, maybe,
0: but that's that's part of what I like about Pinocchio is they have a new villain every seven seconds.
6: Yeah.
3: You have
0: Stromboli. Uh, There's a stereotype no one complains about because Italians,
3: we get it. Because, like, with Peter Pan, it's like, with the villain, it's almost one-to-one with, like, Mm -hmm. Gaston and LeFou, and then... um, you know, Captain Hook and Smee. Honest John it's like and Gideon. Also to like very queer coded villains who <laughs> yes. have. Yeah.
0: They even say yeah. the words, hi diddly D. Mm. <laughs> An actor's mm. life for me. We get it guys. <laughs> we, we get it. <laughs> also the only, the only uh, audio performance on a Disney cartoon by Mel Blank with little hiccups from oh, wow. Gideon. Oh, and uh, yeah. Patoga- I'm.
2: Uh... Oh, I was going to say I'm, I'm, Torn between Dumbo and Alice in Wonderland, I think I'm going to go Alice in Wonderland. I can mm. see, I can
0: see that. And Dumbo is like a wonderful fucking film with a no, horrible she's sad. racist elements. It very is incredibly sad, sad though.
3: Hmm. Yeah. She's sad. I think we I, we've heard my feelings on that before. It's sad, and it's very mean sometimes. <laughs> okay. Yes.
0: Okay, Sarah. Last old movie before you're born. All
3: right. Okay. This one, I think you guys might be mad at me about this one, but it is. I can't help it. This thing, this movie, is baby food to me. I watch it when I need to be comforted the most, and it's the Big Chill. Oh. I can always be counted on to do the right thing. It's a
5: disgusting curse.
4: If you feel any of these symptoms... It's about everything. Uh, uh, Suicide.
5: Alex and I made love the night before he died. It was fantastic.
4: Despair. You don't know anything about me. For 15 years, you've acted like I'm the one you really wanted. You've
2: made sure that everybody
0: knew it. Uh, where did our hope go? We lost hope. That's it. Lost hope. It was easy back then. No one ever had a cushier birth than we did. It's not surprising our friendship could survive that. It's only out here in the world that it gets tough. You may have contracted the big chill.
6: I haven't met that many happy
2: people in my life. How do they act? I mean... I can, I can be okay with this.
3: I'm behind you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because it is uh basic af um, and
0: basic bb basic baby boomer <laughs>
3: exactly it is and i think it's just like if you take it in the historical context it is a perfect baby boom, white baby boomer slice of life from the 80s i mean mm-hmm. you've got all these upper middle class people who oh, why are, did
0: i have the perfect life get a great job as a lawyer get married and i'm still not the happiest person alive
3: i And, you know, I I can smoke dope all the time, which is a thing that they say. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, you know, dancing around to Motown Mm -hmm. while I'm doing dishes and um, basically exercising the free love that we exercised the decade before, except for now Mm -hmm. we all have bills. I don't know. It's got some of the best actors of that generation all coming together and playing off of each other. I love it because you have a lot a bunch of different archetypes within this subset of just like white upper middle-class baby boomer, Mm -hmm. um, which is very interesting. And it's a interesting examination, I think of the mindset of a certain type of person in the Mm -hmm. eighties and coming out of, you know, the free love era and then now getting real jobs and, you know, selling out to the man and like, how does that reconcile with our feelings from, Mm you know, before and yeah, also, I, you know, Well, what oh, Chris
2: ahead. was just saying about like, but I have everything. Why am I not happy? That's American beauty. That's not this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. They're, they're much more fine with. Yeah, I'm not happy. And it's yeah. not just like I did everything I was supposed to do No, Cause they're like more counterculture. Mm-hmm. So it's more whether they're selling out or mm-hmm. not. It's, it's like, true. wait, it you is. called the cops. Cause someone was here. Why are you being friendly to the cops? And it's like, mm-hmm. cause <laughs> the cops stopped my house from getting robbed. That's why.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, so you,
0: like, own, you own, own property now, you the cops.
3: Also too, like personally, I don't, this was not one that my mother showed how me. How is, okay, <laughs> I, that, <laughs> I,
0: I dated I someone who's, this is her favorite movie. I've watched it a lot and it's because it was her mother's favorite movie. It was about no. her generation.
3: I don't know. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't know how I came to this movie, but um, I loved it so much because when I was in high school, I went, I know I've talked about this before, I went away to nerd camp um, at Duke and I had a very close net set of friends from that camp experience that we stayed in touch for a very long time and had annual reunions where we would all meet up together once a year and drink and smoke and talk and stay up all night. And we were pretty incestuous with each other. And But (laughs) it was a way that was like felt very similar to this big chill idea of like, we are all people who love each other and loved each other when we were young and we still love each other now that we're older mm. and our lives are different. But then grappling with that, like our relationships are different. And I loved the the storyline in uh, The Big Chill with the the character who's married to an outsider, basically, who wasn't part mm. of the group. And how does he fit in with them? And he really doesn't. And it's very awkward. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, while I was – Close friends with this group. Now we've all kind of went our separate ways. But while I was close friends with that group, I remember thinking like, "This is going to be us. Like we're always going to have this." And it just really tapped into that feeling for me of um, the idea of like growing up, being being idealistic, and then becoming an adult and having a job and having a family. And what do you do with those feelings mm-hmm. when you can't all just be? smoking dope and fooling around with each other whenever you want. I don't know. It, I, I do think there are I mean, I think a lot of people roll their eyes at The Big Chill. Because I think you're only
0: thinking about that because the only place I've really heard that happen in is the movie we just watched for 302010, High Fidelity really takes it to The Big Chill.
3: Mm. And that's the right. that's one of the only examples. Yeah, I, and maybe that influences me, but I mean, like, there is something extremely eye-rolly about The Big Chill, but I think if you get past that, it's
0: I would bet a majority of our a listeners really haven't good. heard of it, and and, and if you bring what, if you really? yeah if you were bringing it up in a context of like it is a movie about friends forever, which is but like mm-hmm. you don't really get to see them be friends in the past, mm-hmm, and right. and we're all a little closer to that well, age than we are of and our I, youth.
3: I guess I should probably explain the story then a little bit. I don't know. It's like it, to me, it's such a part of the public consciousness. But um, basically, it is a group of. I think six friends, mm-hmm. seven friends who come together uh, because for a funeral, because one of their friends in their friend group has succumbed to suicide and they come together for the funeral. They hadn't gotten together in a long time and they have all these, you know, they're all best friends in college and they have all these relationships with each other and amongst each other. And, but they've all taken different paths in their lives and them coming together and staying in this. Big house for the weekend for this funeral week, re- weekend, and seeing how their relationships have changed and evolved or de-evolved over the years. And it's got, like I said, some of the greatest actors of that generation. I mean, like Kevin Klein is in it, and Glenn Close, and William Jeff Goldblum, William Hurt, mm-hmm. um, Tom Selleck. Mm-hmm. Is it plays this chorus. Tom Barringer. Tom uh, Tom oh, is in Tom it. Uh, Kevin Costner was the court. Kevin and Costner
2: is the chorus. He corpse, had a scene
3: right? that got cut. <laughs> Right, and so Lawrence Kasdan made it up to him by putting him in Silverado. And, you know, oh. his career. Oh. well, there you go. Yeah, the only time you ever see Kevin Costner is when they are dressing the body for the funeral. Um, That's crazy. And Meg Tilly is mm-hmm. uh, in it as well. And just Mary Kay Place. Just really great, interesting actors. Really doing some really, really good work. And, mm-hmm. and it's almost like a play. Because it's mm-hmm. just people talking yeah. to each other, it feels like one of those movies that was like, "Oh, did this start out as a play?" And it didn't, but it could have been that way because it's very—it's a bottle. It's a bottle movie. Yep. they're all in one house for a weekend. Well, I,
0: I got I Sarah. I don't hate this movie, and it was forced upon me by someone I no longer like. So, <laughs> I, I think. Well, I, can I am so
3: sorry. I did not realize our friendship has. I just, way. I but didn't okay. hate this movie
0: at all. Like, I, and I don't, I, I the, only, the only people I've heard hate it were High Fidelity, give, leading me to believe people five years older than me hated this movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I haven't. I,
2: I-, I could see people thinking that it's just, yeah, boomer navel gazing. But some of it is just, you know, aging and navel mm-hmm. gazing as you mm-hmm. get into your 30s. And I think my, my favorite thing in the movie is, you know, Glenn Close thinking like, we were also close once. Like, what do we even have in common? Were Were we just like all cool with each other because that was the fashion of the time? Mm.
6: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, are these like what makes us friends exactly as we're becoming different people because we're growing up? Yeah, mm-hmm. It's it
0: does it's not like, fun to that's, admit. That's pro- a
3: heavy question, man. Proximity,
0: loneliness, and libido. That's 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 why you were all so close friends. All come
3: into play in the movie, which mm-hmm. is very mm-hmm. interesting to watch for sure yep. so i give this movie high marks i think it's super interesting super fun and the soundtrack is chef's uh, mm-hmm. it does have one of the best like best of motown soundtracks absolutely yeah. and if y'all's parents have record collections i guarantee you this right. album is in it <laughs> me too, uh-huh.
0: me too. Mm-hmm. michael your final movie favorite movie from uh, before you born. Well,
1: First off, since I didn't say anything for the Disney bit, uh, wow. I'm just gonna say Robin Hood is mm. my favorite weirdo movie oh, that launched good. a million furry fetishes. <laughs> yes, um, yep. I also re- revisited a few years ago and realized like this is like this has a feeling of something that was made with all recycled assets. Like you can see, like yeah. this is just a character design from the Jungle Book that you gave a human body to. Mm. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of that mm-hmm. and a lot of kind of reused animation from other Disney things, but I think it, it works. It was, I guess, originally supposed to be a movie about Reynard the Fox, and if mm-hmm. your response to that is, what the fuck is Raynard the Fox? Exactly, that's why they didn't make it about Rainard the Fox.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, in terms of movies, uh, Night of the Living Dead.
4: Oh, okay. Is, uh... Night of the Living Dead the dead who live on living flesh the dead whose haunted souls hunt the living the living whose bodies are the only food for these ungodly creatures
1: if you want to talk about a movie where all you idiots have to do is shelter in place and not make <laughs> any noise for one goddamn night of your lives you can't even do that of course, you deserve to get eaten, you motherfuckers.
0: Well, they were sheltering in place. Uh, somebody about to zombify. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> yeah, true. That's
2: true. If you get bit, you've got to tell someone. Right. And if you start coughing, put on a fucking mask or something.
0: Get
1: yeah. bit, get hit.
3: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, very good. I uh, love how many movies that we've talked about are horror movies. This that's is weird. Yeah, yeah.
0: Or even have scary elements like Pinocchio yeah. and Willy Wonka.
3: <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah,
6: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So this this was, I think, one of the first real horror movies that I saw. And I, I caught it like on a marathon. They were, they were running mm-hmm. it on TBS or something. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those, like, I expected it to scare the shit out of me. And parts of it did. But but in the main, like, it's just this really tense movie where like there's and and it it informed every zombie movie that came after where Mm -hmm. it's it's just what it what it's about. I I mean, you know, George Romero has said it's about racial tension at Mm -hmm. the time, but it's also about this feeling of claustrophobia Mm. and it could also be read as communism like this this faceless enemy that's coming to you and it's gonna (laughs) just absorb you and make you one of them and you're gonna lose your individuality to this mob (laughs) uh but it's 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 yeah it's about being in this inescapable situation that's getting more dangerous by the second and what do you do how do you survive uh you, you know it, it's just the the dead are closing in constantly mm-hmm. and yeah. there's always more of other? them yeah mm-hmm. or can you we shouldn't. work together i think i think most people in that situation would work together but at least for a night yeah but but it, it kind of <laughs> it kind of makes the the, the case and, and and it's it also sets the tone for every zombie Fiction piece of fiction that would come after that. Like the real danger is not the undead. The real danger is the people you are trapped with because they will find a way to fuck you over to their benefit, whether they have to or whether they just want to.
0: You're right. Those all the Roman- the Romero trilogy is very cynical. Yes, oh extremely. I, cynical. I saw I saw Return of the Living Dead and thought that was Night of the Living Dead when I was a little kid. And mm-hmm. in, in a weird way, legally it is. Uh, yeah. it, and, but but the you're right. Those three movies. Do not focus on zombies at all. It's they're all people who are shut in, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the, the people who get to roam around the most are in the first one <laughs> in Night from the, mm-hmm. the early the late sixties, right? Uh,
1: yeah, sixty-nine. Nice. I was waiting nice. for someone else to say it. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, and and I think also just like the ending of Night of the Living Dead just mm-hmm. kind of chilled me to the bone when, it, yeah, because yeah, it's like. It, it wasn't the zombies, that guy survived the zombies and then got shot in the head by a racist deputy that was like, hey, Bing.
0: It's almost like you should have seen it coming because we don't have the context of seeing that movie with the first black protagonist on screen. Mm-hmm. One of the first black protagonists ever in a non-black yeah. movie. That's what the Night of the Living Dead was and it was sort of mm-hmm. leading towards, but I saw this like 20 years ago. I saw this way after I saw Boys in the Hood 90 times. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs>
1: And it's but, great. Yeah, and I, I've been meaning, I guess, the like, th- this is a movie that has no, it's, it's public domain, right? Like somebody fucked up the copyright. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, uh, any, anyone could print, uh, DVDs of it. And I have like a couple terrible prints, I think. But then they, they came out with like a special edition DVD around 2000.
0: Oh, I know. I want to say about.
1: that it had like a bunch of additional footage that had been cut for the movie that like showed like what the characters were doing before they got to this situation. Oh. Okay. So I, I I I don't even know if I have that or not, but that would be something I'd very much like to see. Yeah, there.
0: the movie was so famous and so public. It's irritating to no end that some asshole wrestled control this away from George Romero, then to just lose it. And yeah. and and even Dawn of the Dead is like weirdly out of print at the moment. Oh. Uh, or it was last I looked into it. This is public domain. You can stream this anywhere.
1: Dawn of the Dead is a wonderful movie that is somehow like this is one of the most nineteen seventies movies. In <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and uh, this one asshole, this is how public domain it is. It's so famous. This asshole shot new footage for it. And if you if you've, if you've never that, read that famous yeah. "Ain't It Cool" review, he's like, I've watched the the rings get off of my charred mother's corpse as she was pulled out of a fire, and I would rather look at that than watch this asshole's <laughs> new scenes. It's it's one of the most famous online film reviews from back in the day.
6: no,
1: so, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's what I was thinking of with the special edition. Maybe they shot new scenes. Yeah, a bunch
0: of yeah, like yeah. well, I, it's from what I remember it that it wasn't that stuff. Because I, I did I did see this eventually, but it's it's difficult to remember. You're right, because like not on like Army of Darkness and Evil Dead, like the rights are all over the place and you get a billion different editions of this every year.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: Night mm-hmm. of Living Dead, it's a it's a good one. I think Sarah and I last year we Watched it in a museum, a scary museum park, which I don't know if they intentionally like put them next to the coyotes. So like the sun's going down and you're in the middle of the woods and you just hear.
3: It's pretty good. It's pretty good move for sure.
0: (laughs) Uh, And now to Diana, who said no horror movies.
2: I am. I am so torn. I have it between two for my last one. One. I'm leaning towards, but the other one I'm leaning towards just because I don't want Chris to have the oldest movie.
0: Oh, do I? Forty-one. have
2: it now at forty-one for mm-hmm. Citizen Kane, and it's like, ah, oh, I can beat that, but do I want to? You know, Diana,
0: I, I secretly don't care how long you talk. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I mean, we can get into honorable mentions then, but then I'm I gotta go with uh, 1952, Singing in the Rain, the best movie musical ever made.
4: Well, Mr. Simpson, we're really rolling. Yeah, well, you can stop rolling at once. Huh? Don, Lena. All right, everybody, save it! Save it? Tell them to go home. We're shutting down for a few weeks. What? Well, don't just stand there. Tell them!
5: Everybody go home until further notice. What is this? Yeah, what's the matter, R.R.A.? Right?
4: The jazz singer. That's what's the matter, the jazz singer.
5: Oh, my darling
4: little mammy. Now, My little mammy. No, no, this is no joke, Cosmo. It's a sensation. The public is screaming for more.
5: More what?
4: Talking pictures. Talking pictures. Oh, it's just a freak. Yeah, what a freak. We should have such a freak at this studio. I told you talking pictures were a menace, but no one would listen to me. Don, we're going to put our best feet forward. We're going to make the dueling cavalier into a talking picture.
0: One of my favorites.
2: Is a movie that has every. It has everything. <laughs> it Tell has me, everything. singing, dancing, girls jump out of cakes. <laughs> it's it's fashion got. Fashion show. It's As got a woman who screeches really loud about her, her Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: a, a guy who can dance with chairs. It's a. It's a story of Hollywood coming of age. It's the story of the death of sound or the the the, the death of yeah. silence.
2: Yeah. And the it's, story of sound. Okay. It's actually it's a jukebox musical technically because these are all pre-existing songs that have been in movies a ton back in the 30s and they built a movie around them. And the story is it's about uh, Hollywood in like 1927 when sound starts coming in and they have a problem with converting some of your silent stars to sound stars because some of them talk like this! <laughs> oh I'm from the Victorian era! Pick up my handkerchief! <laughs> so I'm such a big star! I make more money than Calvin Coolidge! Put together! So, the stars, some of the stars are doing pretty well and uh, one guy, he's played by Gene Kelly, is t- is. Paired all the time with a woman who sounds like that. And so uh, he's trying to figure out, like, what can we do with this? And there's a lot of, like, goofy scenes. I'm trying to film early sound where it's like the microphones are huge, the camera doesn't move, and it's got to be built into a giant box. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, the, the camera sound doesn't pick up on the microphones. So there's a lot of goofy shit about that. There's a ton of numbers where it's like, what are they filming on the lot today? So there's just numbers all over the place.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: And then yeah, get singing and dancing with Gene Kelly and Donald O'Connor, who seriously were probably number one and number two best dancers. And I, 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 Fred Astaire.
0: I don't know Donald O'Connor, but the got a dance number is one of my favorite musical sequences ever. But oh, the
2: make him laugh. Yeah,
0: the make him laugh. Sorry, yes, that that oh shit is awesome. He he plays his vaudeville partner, who's also having a rough go of transitioning, but like he just has a bunch of physical comedy in a dance sequence. That's like. Yeah, any famous dancer now would struggle to do what's happening on screen right uh, now.
3: Except for uh, JGL did it in his...
2: Uh, did he really? ...SNL opening. Yeah, uh, SML, his monologue. he did pretty much the whole number, except mm-hmm. his walls were angled so he could do backflips. Right, yeah, yeah. What?
0: I, yes. I have not seen this. Okay. I thought I saw
2: this too. We covered it on 302010. Mm-hmm. We did. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but because two of the best tap dancers around... Their numbers, anytime where Gene Kelly and Donald O'Connor are dancing together at the same time, it's just fucking spectacular. Mm-hmm. And then they bring in Debbie Reynolds, who is 19. That's Princess Leia's mom. <laughs> and she had to learn all these steps until and she danced until her feet bled. And she does it so effortlessly. Oh, my God. It is so colorful and lively yep. and just crazy. Like when I was a little kid, I didn't understand that I was watching an old movie. Mm-hmm. I really thought it was just a recent movie because it's just so... The Technicolor is just so bright and everything. I just thought, oh, yeah, this is a recent movie. And then I saw, like, Gene Kelly on a TV Tonight Show or something, and I was like, what the fuck? How... Why are you 40 (laughs) years
0: older? What? I saw it it semi-recently, like, within the last five years, a new print in the Castro Theater with, like, my girlfriend and Henry, and it was a packed house it worked like it was made yesterday everyone's on yeah. their feet laughing at the right time applauding the sequences it's really good
2: yeah, yeah. i mean so much the dialogue is really freaking funny yeah that's I, it, that's one of those things people never understand about classic films They think mm-hmm. every classic film has to be you know vegetables it's homework
0: mm-hmm. yeah there's
2: like so many classic movies like really solid laughs and what? not just like oh it was funny mm-hmm. at the time and, mm-hmm. No, solid laughs. At this and,
0: and I think part of this movie, is, it gets to do that because this movie is making fun of the past by like 15 years, but yeah. <laughs> it's making fun of the past, which is funny.
2: Yeah, no, Singing in the Rain, totally. I still think it's the best Hollywood musical ever. And I, I, was, I point to it as like, this is not a bad entry point into classic film because it's about classic film. Mm-hmm. So... Plus, it has, like, ridiculously huge numbers just for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, it doesn't... Yeah, it doesn't I, I, I didn't think about it If you're like to get bored, we're going to do, like, a 10-minute-long number that's going to have, like, a couple different movements in it, and Sid Charisse is going to come out. And then there's going to be ballet, and it's going to be this, and it's going to be that. Anyway, back to the movie.
0: And, and Neon will drop to the ceiling, and you won't ask why this sequence is happening because I didn't th- <laughs> I never thought of it. Like, it is happening in a lot. Like, this could be a scene being made for another movie. It doesn't necessarily require it to be fantastical. Or, need yeah. a narrative reason for it to occur.
2: Neat. Yeah. I want to
0: watch this again, too.
2: Yeah, it's just neat. What so are your run-
0: Give me your runner ups. I need them.
2: My runner up. Uh, runners with, up. Runners. Run, I, I have two runners up. Um, mm-hmm. You all mine first, then? I don't, yes. No, well. The only movie I have older than Citizen Kane on my list is Speaking of Robin Hood Adventures of Robin Hood from 1938. With it's a Errolson really good one. Mm-hmm. This is a movie, if you have kids, they will freaking love this and Mm -hmm. yes he's wearing tights and spangles and it's silliness (laughs) but it's got really really cool fight scenes you guys Mm -hmm. it is paced perfectly the disney movie really just takes everything from this version yes
0: yes down to the the arrows and swinging from ropes like it's my favorite movie where people swing from ropes
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's just yeah crazy (laughs) crazy live action stunts Mm -hmm. and yeah the sword fighting is so good, and Olivia De Havilland is like the most beautiful woman ever in that movie. Still with us? Uh, is still with us? Not gone wild?
3: Like one hundred and two? That's yeah. crazy. Wait, uh, did they use a reed as a snorkel? <laughs> <laughs> because that is a very important part of the Disney Robin is,
2: Hood.
0: It is. That's true. true. But
2: but the Disney Robin Hood did not have Trigger the horse, who was the okay. best horse. Quentin Tarantino says so.
0: Yeah. By, by the way, trigger warning. We're talking about trigger <laughs>
3: <laughs> By the way, that's the
0: only funny trigger warning joke. Actually, <laughs> Just so you know. That's the only one. We found it, you guys. We
3: found it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who next?
0: No, I, I did all mine. What was your other runner up?
2: Oh, um, Some Like It Hot. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I the just number watched the one game. afi best comedy of all time mm-hmm. that's usually my go-to when someone asks what my favorite movie is because billy wilder is my favorite filmmaker mm-hmm. and i love surprising people with uh, a drag comedy that's just bosom buddies before bosom buddies mm-hmm. but jack lemon is so fucking funny in it just yeah. every, and it is marilyn monroe's best performance even though she was like really fucked up at the time mm-hmm. so i mean it captures like why do people love marilyn monroe you show them that and you go yeah, okay. yeah, that
1: was my reaction. Like, yeah. oh, now I understand. You got
2: it now. Yeah, yeah. And, and just yeah, okay. so you know,
0: I, I was picking up a prescription during the quarantine and saw this movie at the drugstore <laughs> near the what? prescription what? counter. Yes, I'm like a, a four-movie Marilyn Monroe collection. I'm sure you can well, guess the other Well, they're really
3: playing there. to their audience uh-huh. at the prescription <laughs> counter. <Yeah. laughs> oh, a ten. remember this.
0: Uh, but then I want to jump in like this half-assed millennial Gen Xer. Don't pay $10 for a standard definition DVD! <laughs>
3: <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it's got gran- four movies. My grandson can't come over and hook up the Amazon. <laughs> so. and I
0: want to watch How the 7 year Itch. It? Boy Do I understand. Stand that now. Well, (laughs) I
3: have to say that my mom, who has basically been our fifth commentator on this (laughs) this episode. She was your blockbuster. Would be be very bad if I did not say, as my runners-up, The Wizard of Oz and The Sound of Music both, which are movies and and Jesus Christ Superstar. These are all movies we watch yearly. And Jesus Christ Superstar is... In fact, it's Jesus Christ Superstar season... It's time to watch. It's oh. Easter. It's time yeah. to watch Jesus oh. Christ Superstar. I don't know if you guys have lost track of time like I have, yes. and it's like when's <laughs> Easter? I don't know. Da, da, da. Yeah, don't know. it's, it's a different day every it's year. Time to
2: watch it. All right, yeah. we finally hit a movie I have a problem with. The Jesus Christ Superstar? <laughs> no, Sound of Music, baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> that movie's sexist as hell, and I don't like it. And even though Christopher Cl- Plummer is super fucking fine, Ooh. and I will watch that gif of him ripping up a Nazi flag. Oh they Fine.
3: Fine. So fine. Oh, uh, no.
2: <laughs> and then And then we watch the John Mulaney sketch, and well, now... <laughs> i am 16 going on 17 which i already had a problem with uh it's gotten even weirder okay wait
0: was that one of the
1: i will... said, "I am 17 going on 39 baby i'm 43
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> was that right, from the
0: airport sushi or my, uh,
3: i will redact my sound of music and say watch jesus christ superstar it's so good and then after that documentary now style Watch the Mister Show, Mister Show sketch, Jeepers Creepers. Jeepers oh, Creepers, yeah.
0: semi-star. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's quite a name, and it all takes place okay. on, a, on a classic Star Trek set.
3: Yep, <laughs> in the oh. desert. <laughs> One of my greatest joys of life was Sam showing me Mister Show and showing me that sketch, and me being like. Oh my god, this is Jesus Christ Superstar. And Sam's saying, What? What? I was like, Oh, I got something (laughs) to show you. This is amazing. (laughs) Yes. I'm not paying
0: to cool the out of doors.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um
0: Chris, I can't believe you haven't mentioned Planet of the Apes.
2: I'm shocked.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I, I was just trying to get one black and white one in there and one, and just to talk about the Warriors, how much I love the Warriors. Nice. And, and Planet of the Apes, that's way, like the Planet of the Apes phenomenon is all in there. But the first movie is the only one that really holds up, and everyone is diminishing returns until you get to, if you can find the R rated Conquest still. It's fun, um, mm-hmm. but that's the fourth one. I, lo- I love the whole Planet of the Apes phenomenon. I, f- I think I had access to those before I could watch Star Wars whenever I wanted. That had a little bit to do with it. Uh, but I love Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I have two posters of it in my house. Nice, and- <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> um, it's true. It's <laughs> true. But that yeah, you should tell us yours in the comments, uh, mm-hmm. or may- maybe we'll talk about them on bonus time. I-, I I'm I was sort of fascinated by this idea. And not just because old things are better, just because, like, how do you get exposed to movies nowadays? I remember when DVD came out, if you, if you let someone borrow a DVD, there was a 90% chance they would go home and watch it.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: Because what mm-hmm. the fuck else do you have? And, and, hey, my friend said this was good. Now I've, I've recommended to friend, things to friends for 20 years and they haven't watched them because mm-hmm. there's too much yeah. to watch. And yeah. so little time to do it. That is not the case right now. Right. Uh, take some recommendations.
3: Well, Maybe ours. what am- my favorite things is my mom, we took an entire summer and watched all of the Dark Shadows TV oh my God. series <laughs> wow. that we rented from the public library. And that's the only reason I know about Dark Shadows. And let me tell you, it's not great, but it's a cultural reference I'm glad I'm familiar with.
0: Yeah, that That fucking pal 60 frame a second horse shit scared the fuck out of me <laughs> back in the day. I hated it. It's that.
3: very unsettling. Yes. God. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> Should we repeat what, all our
2: picks, though, just in case...
0: Yeah, a awesome.
2: Yeah. By the end,
0: uh, Warrior, Citizen Kane, and and Peter Pan. The only time those three movies we mentioned together in the same sentence. Mm. Uh,
3: Mine was The Omen, American Werewolf in London, and Big Chill. Mm-hmm. With my honorable mention being Jaws.
1: Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Jaws, Barry Lyndon, and Night of the Living Dead. Um, none of us mentioned Star Wars. That seems like a cheat. It did.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: but I think my, yeah. my 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 backups. It's kind of a toss up. Chinatown. Mm. fantastic uh, movie with starring Jack Nicholson, directed mm. by the now very problematic Roman Polanski. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, but
2: still. It makes
3: me so mad that that movie's so good. Yeah. I, can't oh. just, I can't cancel his movies. <laughs> Fuck, I totally it, forgot about The Shining. One oh, of my favorite
2: oh, yeah. movies of all Tiny time, doesn't it, youngster?
0: That was made when I was born,
1: <laughs> and and also uh, Seven Samurai. But really, that's just a toss up because, like, if I, I think that there should be a crash program to uh, figure out how to resurrect people because Kurosawa and Toshiro Mifune need to be brought back yeah. from the dead to make more movies. Yeah, they cannot be allowed to rest.
0: Yeah, and and yeah. I I have a real soft spot for Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. That's also one of my favorite oh, mm-hmm. old movies. Mm-hmm. Thought made.
2: about that, too. That it came up. Uh, yep. And uh, my picks were The Producers, Rear Window, Singing in the Rain, uh, Honorable Mention, Adventures of Robin Hood, 1938, and Some Like It Hot.
0: Uh, seriously, Whew. tell us yours.
2: And that
3: took a lot of narrowing it down just to get it to five.
2: I'm so mad.
3: Well, after going through all those picks, might I suggest our uh, closing song? Please. Uh, the only song that's based on one of the movies on this list, and that is... Werewolf in London by oh. Warren Zevon. <laughs>
1: Werewolves
3: of London. But yes.
0: That's right. <laughs> we'll close out with that, but we have more at patreon.com slash later time. Are you mad we didn't talk more about Star Wars? We have more Star Wars than you could ever want with six <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Episode one, splash zero, whatever, available now because it is so big. A, it's so big. B, we don't know when we can do this again, given the current situation. But we have uh, we have a stuff for you for the next couple weeks uh sick of star wars patreon.com slash time uh price of five bucks we will get you that a uh, new episode of bonus time including me and sammy's coronavirus spectacular i'm trying to figure out a way to give a little bit of that away for free because that's a big episode up just giving you an update of what our worlds look like now obviously
2: coronavirus bad yeah
0: ov- obviously no news we are not your news source to tell you what to do or how to deal with this stuff no. please make sure you're up to date on what your city state is doing uh, this we're is...
1: trying very hard not to spread misinformation, right. but it can be difficult. And, None of us know anything. Yeah, and what just we stay
6: home. What just we stay have home. a
0: a special episode about how it's affecting the entertainment industry, which to me is it involves sad things like people's jobs, but not sad things like people's deaths. Um, it's it's a different kind of sad. Um, mm-hmm. There are shade. They're gonna. Be, we're gonna have shades of gray all over the place as we move forward. And uh, but we can get that. You can get that over there as. As you can get the new episode of 302010 Games Edition with me, Michael, and uh, Matt from Vig Game Apocalypse, the weekly yep. video game show that is going to be happening every Friday, no matter what this virus is. And, yeah. <laughs> and this week, last week's episode was all about uh, doctors. We did a top, we talked about Doom Eternal, Animal Crossing, uh, but yep. did a look at playable doctors in games.
1: Yeah, Games that let you play as doctors, and some of them in, in a medical capacity, others in the. Any like I'm also a vampire capacity, <laughs> so check that shit out.
0: That's Video Game Pops was for you, part evergreen, part uh, topical, and of course, thirty, twenty, ten, which you can hear Diana and Sarah on every single week, looking 30-20 and ten years in the past. Uh, what do we got going on? Uh, anything you can tease for this week, ladies?
3: We have some fun movies actually to mm-hmm. talk about, and also, oh, here I can tease this: one of the best, slash maybe the best SNL sketch of all time. Oh,
0: really? Ooh, mm-hmm. I can't wait to.
3: It it can't be the
0: McLaughlin group. Um, Them's some big words.
2: Uh, Let's see. Coming up in the next week. Well, oh my God, there's so much to tease. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's start with we have to return some videos. Oh, okay. Mm. Uh, Also, Ooh, I don't know Johnny Depp's best movie, because it's a musical and Ernest is going to jail where he belongs! God,
0: that movie's great. Uh, we also have a commentary <laughs> for that on patreon.com slash lasertime. Or if you want to watch movies with us, uh, Lala Cart, uh, lasertime.bandcamp.com. But remember, uh, this is my sole source of income and I've turned out to be a head of household with three unemployed people inside of it so like, oh, anything you can so spare, many dogs and cats. anything you can spare would be lovely I know we're all uh, we're all a little stretched in every single way but uh, if you wanted to support your show there's a lot going on this week to give you something to listen to while you probably pull up uh, turnips and sell sell oranges in Animal Crossing um, thank you guys so much for listening we'll close out uh, with uh, little Warren's Yvonne, and we'll see you guys next week
6: Peace. howling around your kitchen door